things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, grace and peace, guys. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology where I'm your host, K-Dub. And today, we're going to be responding to some Christian pro-choicers. But before we do that, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel if you're not. And as always, click the notification bell so you can be aware when I drop content. Guys, share this out. I am very passionate and I'm uh, looking forward to the discussion we're going to have tonight. Uh, before we get there, I want to share a post of mine because I think it says a lot about the the quote-unquote professed Christian community of today. So let me share a post I made today um, that got pretty rowdy. Uh, I can say that. But look here. I say, Daily reminder that there is no such thing as a pro-choice Christian. And at the time of my screenshot, it's actually got more comments and likes and shares. Now it has 303 likes, 172 comments. You'd be like, why so many comments? Well, there was a lot of pushback from professed Christians, even people who claim to be pro-life. Saying, well, no, that's a little too far. I wouldn't say that. I think that's a little extreme. And, you know, of course, there were some people actually arguing, no, you can murder your baby and still be a Christian. But we'll get there, my friend, in due time, in due time. <laughs> I just want to show, uh, share the, the, the landscape of the culture today. It's pagan. It's humanistic. Um, right? We had the overturning of Roe v. Wade last week, right? Praise God. I rejoice at that. Still more work to do. Thankful for all the uh, Christians who have uh, engaged in the abortion work. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, it was a blessing that it, it it will be harder. Not impossible, right? Let's, let's be real. It'll be harder to legally murder your baby. Even that's a contradiction in terms. And it's so hard to talk about this stuff in a coherent way, right? Um, from their side. And I rejoiced at that, but I saw a lot of Christians pushing back and, and, and mourning, right? Um, being, being sympathetic to the people who won't be able to murder their baby, right? So, so strange, so weird. What a day we live in. And, and one of the questions I was pushing back, let, let me, uh, let me put my post back up and then we'll get in the video here in a second. If I would have said daily reminder, there is no such thing as a rapist Christian. How many comments you think I would have had? <laughs> Disagree. Nobody would have disagreed with it. Nobody would have said, hey, you know, because one comment, hey, we're saved by grace. You know, hey, if that's what they're doing, they're still saved by grace. Now, nobody would have made that argument if I was if I were replaced with that sin. Right. But with this issue of abortion. There is starting to become a divide with people who proclaim the name of Christ. And so I wanted to say that before we get into this video, just to say, you know, don't get your views from the culture. Right, because 
that's what these that's what these pro choices pro choice Christians. Oh, it's political. We're gonna get to that in a second too. It's political. They just want to politicize. No, abortion is a moral issue. Don't let anyone tell you any different. The murder of babies inside the womb is a moral issue. So, I was sent a podcast of Street Hymns. And the podcast is Black Men Do Talk. I believe that's the name of the podcast. And they were having a discussion on abortion. And so, friends sent it to me and said, hey, bro, you got to listen to this. Um, before I get into that podcast, Street Hymns. Street Hymns. Uh, when I first knew him, uh, was a Christian battle rapper, uh, still does battle rap. In the last year, though, he has pretty much stated that he's a black Hebrew Israelite. Now, he may say he's a Christian, but he may he may try to um, intersect those two things. But he's now a black Hebrew Israelite. Right. And what I and and funny enough, to be fair to the black Hebrew Israelites, I don't think a lot of them will agree on his position now. But that's another time for another story or another story for another time. But he said some very interesting things in this podcast. It, it Things that shocked me. Um, I didn't I didn't expect that from him. Um, so. So, yeah, let's uh, let's let's get let's just get into this, right? Let's. um. Let's get into this because there are some interesting things said and I want to respond to it. So let's let's get it. This is a very touchy topic. Oh, uh before I get into that, oh yes. The uh Street Hymns made those statements on a Jude Three podcast when uh about a year ago, I guess now at this time, maybe even maybe not even that long, but it, it just seems like a year ago. I actually did a response if you'd like to hear my response. Just type in street hymns and uh, you'll that should come up if you just search my page. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. This is a very touchy topic, but even in the midst of being a touchy topic, uh, it's one of those things where I feel as though there is no real win in the argumentation. Yeah. of this conversation. Yeah. And so one of the things that I wanted to accomplish tonight was in the midst of someone's perspective, hearing the heart behind it rather than the facts, stats and data, you know? So I know that. I so right there. Um, <laughs> so e even from that perspective, right? What he laid out was a more emotional, uh, you know, validation. You know, I, I want to hear your heart over the facts, logic, stats. Well, we have to get into the facts, stats, and logic. And, and guess what? I'll be very, uh, <laughs> you'll see my heart in that. You'll see that I'm passionate about defending the lives of the weak. Um, so notice, notice the, when discussing the issue of abortion, what he would rather hear is someone's emotion. It's uh, ethos, right? Over facts and stats on abortion. Yeah, that that's right. Uh, Anti-intellectualism. This 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 is actually moving the one. It's moving the goalposts. the 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 discussion should be on: Is abortion a moral a moral thing to do? 
Is it valid? I mean, we have to lay emotion aside for for the moment and get into what this issue is. But let's continue. I have my own perspectives in this and um, mine are a little bit more gray. Uh, <laughs> so his his opinion, his his view, uh, his view, his ideology of abortion is gray. The murder of children is gray. I, I I want you to hear what's being said, right? Her his his view on abortion is gray. It's not black and white. It's it's not objective. It's not a absolute. It's it's gray. All right, uh, street hymns is is God's word on this issue gray? Or black and white, you know those some of those questions I I, I would like to ask, uh, Street Ham. So let's let's keep going. There are some black and white points in this, uh-huh. and I know other people have very heavy uh, perspectives, ideals in this, especially in talking about politics. But tonight we'll be talking about uh, Roe v. Wade slash abortion. I guess I could see how the Supreme Court could go to. Yeah, I don't know how this can consistently hold up based on other laws that we have. For example, if a mother takes poison in order to uh, get rid of her baby, then that means she has committed a crime. If somebody punches a mother who has a baby and the baby gets terminated, then that is commit that that considered a crime. You do something to a mother and the baby and the child and, and the mother die. That's a double homicide. So that was a, actually an amazing, great pro-life argument. <laughs> what, what, is, what is he talking about? Well, he's, he's saying, well, I see the logic behind the overturning of Roe Wade because check this. He's like, check this out. The court system recognizes life in the womb if the woman kills her own baby or if someone else kills their own baby. So he's like. Um, it, yeah, that seems to be the recognition of a life, right? It, you can't just say, hey, double homicide when only one person really exists and is human. And so he recognizes the logic behind other laws. Like, hey, well, if what's in the womb isn't human or a life, um, then why why is it actual double homicide? Why is it murder when a woman wants to kill her own baby inside the womb? Right? She just drinks poison, you know, terminates the baby. Terminates. Why is the woman penalized? Right? No, that's a great argument. It's a great uh, presuppositional argument, right? But he's gonna he's going to contradict everything he says right here, right? So don't worry. He'll he'll dis- he brought you high only to bring you low. And then things dramatically shift when you go into a doctor's office. That's correct. Uh, so you're, you, you just addressed just the logical part of. I address why it would make sense that they're doing that on their end. But I'm, it, it, oh. I don't know, Supreme Court. Right. So, so hold on. Let me let me go back just so you make sure you, you hear what he's saying. Why it would make sense that they're doing that on their end. But I'm not on the Supreme Court. Right. So we're so. <laughs> I thought that answer was a little bit weird, but it seems like he's like, okay, I, I see, I, I can see why they're doing it, but it, that doesn't even seem to be his position. So 
if I understood him correctly, you know, I'm not on Supreme Court. I mean, I, I guess I can't make that those observations in those law, other laws. I, I, I don't know. But let's continue. Where do you stand with it? With what? The overturning of Roe v. Wade. You personally, your personal opinion. My personal opinions on abortion and. Uh, man, <laughs> I, I even think right here speaks loud. Right. Can you imagine if someone asked you about, hey, bro, what what do you stand about on racism? And I'm like, uh, about what uh, racism? Oh, man. Hey, bro, what do you stand on uh, pedophilia? Oh, about what? Pedophilia? Oh, as if you're conflicted. <laughs> where, where is the confliction? You know, that's that's what um, that's what seems strange. That's what seems strange. Carl says, hey, love the channel, but sometimes you don't give grace in people's thoughts and feelings. I think you expect perfection from everyone and criticize everyone's thoughts, words quickly. I'm, I'm just critiquing his theology. I, you know, th- I, I have I, I don't feel f- sorry for anyone arguing for the murder of children. If, if you do, Carl, hey, that's you. But I actually do think I am graceful. I, I haven't objectified him. I haven't made fun of him. I haven't ridicule straw man I, I'm, I'm representing him correctly and i'm actually giving christians a, you know trying to give christians a reasonable response how to respond to the apologetic of abortion and so i mean i i, I don't know what else to tell you but yes uh yeah let's keep going <clears throat> a lot of times i judge uh <laughs> he noticed that he asked him where do you stand on, on pro-abortion and it's not he's not he's not answering it a lot of times i well to be fair let me show you he's not answering it on something as open ended as abortion uh-huh. it's hard to say this is what it is because uh you have the people who argue towards when life is considered life right you know and at that week or that day or that heartbeat or that moment of flesh or the moment of comes i'm just like yeah, yeah it's some good arguments you know okay so he he recognizes the the pro-life position on when life begins is actually a strong good argument even though he said this issue is open-ended you know when he first began talking um but let, let, me, let me keep playing him so so we hear this and so I don't I don't really know where to stand on to like, hey, this is where life begins. This is where life ends. if we're For judging sure. it by a week, because development could adjust based on the individual. So. He says, hey, I, I, I don't really know where to stand on this issue of when life begins. And his reasoning is, well, development, it, it, it pretty much essentially what he's saying, it, it differs from individual to individual and and that's true but life does not depend on a person's development because because guess what street hams guess what audience you're always developing you you never stop developing (laughs) guess what you're 80 you're developing every day you develop or you can make an argument (laughs) once you hit a certain age you're you're uh de-developing you know you're (laughs) degressing um you know, but 
everyone's developing. So if that's the case, you're never human. You're never actually human. If you want to use that argument that, well, hey, it differs on level of development. You know, I actually pressed a guy on the street corner with this argument. I said, hey, because he wanted to make an argument. Hey, well, we don't really know when life begins. I say, hey, you're not really human till you're 40. You know, I'm playing a presuppositional argument against him. Um, and so uh, Echo says, is this a Christian podcast? I'm not actually, I'm not really certain. I'm not real certain. Um, I know that Mitchell West claims to be religious of some sort, obviously. I, and I think the guy, the co-host does as well because he's trying to quote Bible and doing all. I, so I, I, I'm actually not certain. I think I think they really deal with cultural topics. But. But, yeah. So, yes. Uh, where was I? Uh, the issue of development. Oh, yes. I was asking a guy on the street corner. Hey, I say you're not a human till you're 40. And he had no argument. He was like, well, I guess you're not. And so if that's the case, then you can kill someone at 39 because that's the argument primarily used to why babies in the womb can be killed, can be murdered because they're not human, which was a slave argument, by the way, uh, for black people. Uh, and during this times of slavery, blacks aren't fully human. That's why they can be treated this way and enslaved. But let's keep going. Right. And so I, I, I do think it it could bear a lot of case by case individual um uh aspects but on the other end of that when i talk about the abortion topic for me personally <clears throat> i think that that is a byproduct of a bigger topic of uh understanding the purpose of creation through okay. Uh, consummation right uh -huh. so it's it's like it's designed to happen within a family right and then within the family mother father create child and so what we're seeing is a lot of mothers and fathers creating the possibility of a child uh -huh. without the concept or covering of desiring marriage so i i guess what he's saying is like and and uh, based on what he says later, I, th I think this is what he's saying that a lot of the issue of abortion is because pretty much promiscuous relationships. And, and there's, there's some truth in that, but I know, I know I've seen people who are married, who have children making arguments for abortion and guess what? Aborting their children because of health defects. Um, Hey, they don't want their family too big, all sorts of reasons. Um, so, okay. Let's say I grant Street Hymns that point. Let's say I grant him that point. What about that? What about those? Because there's, there's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of people too who are married who, who who abort their children as well. Now, don't get me wrong. It's primarily of people who just want to be promiscuous. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's still a problem if you're married to abort your child as well. Um. Kurt Gamer said, this is what I call an excuse argument. It doesn't really matter uh, to these people whether it's really human or not. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And you're going to hear a lot of more of this excuse arguments as you labeled it. Uh, and right here with Theophilus, the solution is never murder. No excuses. Amen. Amen. No excuses. Let's keep going. Right. And so I'm just like, man, I... 
if anything, I don't know if we can make it a black and white thing of, hey, this is how God, God's perspective of this mm. political issue. Yeah. Um, is it a- so? <laughs> so uh, well, let me address the last argument first. We can't address uh, the, the political issue because that's what you hear all the time. Abortion is just a political issue. Pol- pol- political. Political. The murdering of babies is political. It's it's you right-wing, extreme, conservatives, white supremacists who, <laughs> who actually defend the lives of humans. In, in, interesting. But it's a political issue. No, it's not. It's It's a moral one. We're talking about murder here. We're talking about the termination of a life, the ceasing of a life that once was by means of majority of the time, just not caring. Right. Uh, let, let me go back to see what he said. That, you know. Oh, yeah. He said that the issue. Pre, hold on. Let me covering of desiring marriage. Right. And so I'm just like, man, I. If anything, I don't know if we can make it a black and white thing of, hey, this is how God, God's perspective of this mm. political issue. Yeah. Um, is it a- so we we can't, it's not we can't say it's black and white from, from God's perspective, right? God hasn't been clear on what, what He said about the murdering of uh, murdering of humans. Oh wait, thou shalt not murder. Is is that not clear? I mean, that verse alone, thou shall not murder. Where's the ambiguity on that? Where is the, oh, if I don't think you're a human, I can murder you. Oh, if I don't like you, if you're black or if you're small, I can murder you. Where's the ambiguity in that? I don't see it. No, it's how you interpret the Bible. Show me another way of how you interpret thou shall not murder. Very clear. And... and and remember, a lot of the apologetics and commands that were given to God, gi- sorry, <laughs> given to God, given to Israel, were also an apologetic against the pagan world. They, they were contrary to the pagan world. The pagan world would murder their kids. Right? Israel had a law that was healthy even for, for the community and how they function and how they live. The pagans would just murder their kids. So, yeah, let me answer this question because it's always thrown up. Um, in these issues says, I don't agree with abortion. And yes, it's murder. Great. Glad to hear that, Carl. Uh, but someone tell me what should happen when a woman has an ectopic pregnancy. That's a good question. It's usually I, I don't think this is what you're doing, but it's usually a question of uh, that pro pro abortion is used to say, hey, well, I can murder my baby since we have to since ectopic pregnancies have to, uh, um, you know, be conducted. One, um, let, let me let me say this. An atopic pregnancy is isn't an isn't an abortion. Okay, it's not an abortion. Let me tell you what it is. It's a life saving operation. My and let let me show you because this is personal to me. My wife, we had an atopic pregnancy. Yes, my wife would have died if not if she would have uh, tried to deliver uh, the baby. It, I mean, you would bleed to death. You would hemorrhage. There's no way you can survive an atopic pregnancy, a woman. So the analogy I've given is, right, you can lose both of the, uh, you can lose the baby and the mother or you can save the woman. It would kind of be like, hey, you're, you're, um, um, you're, you're in a burden building, right? And 
and, and it's a travesty. It's, it's sad. Don't get me wrong. It's a sad issue of the fall. We have to deal with stuff like this. You're in a burning building. Your wife's in the first room and your baby's all the way in the back room. It's like building debris all back there. You, you, you really have no chance of saving the baby. Right. But you have a, a, you have a chance of saving your wife. She's right there. She just can't see because she's smoking all the, Hey, you just grab her and take her out. That's an atopic pregnancy. Essentially how I uh, analogize, it, analogize it. You are saving the mother. Right. You, so it's not an abortion. It's not an intentional killing of the child. It's the saving of the mother. So that's how I see it. So ho- hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps people see better. And even Planned Parenthood recognizes that abortion, uh, atopic pregnancies are not an abortion. They, they, they even state that it's two different things. So, so yeah, let's continue on. Political issue. Yes. Is okay. So. Not Roe the law. Wade, yeah. Okay, Roe v. Yes, yes, that is a political issue. Yeah. But just the idea of abortion is that we've made it political. But is it a political issue? It's political when you talk about when when is a life a life. How is that political? That seems to be moral. <laughs> how how is when does life begin political? That's actually very fundamental, right? That's very fundamental. What what if, what if right now, street hymns? I say, hey. You're not really a human. You're not really a person. Yes, uh, Jesse says Street Hems is a good battle rapper, but he has some wild views. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Man does not get to decide when a person becomes a person, when a person becomes human, any of that. So, see, so here, here's what happened. From from the pro-choice Christian people, um, you know, they 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 label something a political issue, and then they don't. They, that's their excuse for not really dealing with the issue, right? Well, it's just it's just political. We we're nuanced on abortion, the murder of children. We we get to be nuanced. The murder of children is not not a uh, a political issue. It's a moral one again. And so, and so, and so, and so, if I'm saying a life is a life at this point, and you're saying life is life at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm bearing the, the consequence of a crime. Yeah, that's political. That's political. That's not political. <laughs> that's not political. That's moral. I, I, I'm not even. I'm, I'm going further than saying it's just a crime from from the human law. I'm saying it's sin. It's sin. It's 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 an abomination of God. Are there issues bigger than abortion? That's what we're dealing with, abortion. So, hey, if you don't want to deal with issues like abortion, then probably not the show for you. So, there we go. Well, but I guess what I'm trying to, I guess I'm asking from, uh, what's the scripture they like, everybody likes to quote? I, for I knew you in your mother's womb. Indeed. Yeah, so like from that perspective, I've I've heard, I'm not saying this is where I stand, but I've heard, yeah, I haven't, (laughs) strategically. Um, I've heard a lot of believers like think that life starts at conception based off of that verse. Let Let me actually say, this is actually what the science says. This isn't just a, a Christian only thing. There's, there's, there's unbelievers 
who believe the same thing about this. Um, let me let me read a, a, from a peer review journal uh, from Princeton. Life begins at fertilization. Let me read this. Um, life before birth uh, from Marjorie England. Development of the embryo begins at stage one when a sperm fertilizes an oocyte and together they form a zygote. Let me read something a little more clear. Human development begins after the union sex of male and female gametes or germ cells during a process known as fertilization, i.e. conception. And there's a whole bunch of uh, quotations of this uh, at the top. The following references illustrate the fact that a new human embryo, the starting point for a human life, comes into existence with the formation of the one-celled zygote. This this is very clear when life begins. Even if, you know, you, you always have the left pro-science. Who pro? Well, hey, I, I agree. Pro-science. Let's be scientific on when a life begins. Even from the secular, say, you know, secular scientists say life begins at the formation of conception. When the two cells come together. So. There's no debate about this from a scientific standpoint. <laughs> there's no debate. It's, the debate is over. <laughs> Especially now with all the technology we have. The debate is over. The issue is people are now arguing, can you kill that life in the womb? That's that's really the issue. Which, which, which. I can if, see it. If you get. Yes, but also dealing with a guy who works outside of time, who's yeah. talking about time. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. bet. So does that mean that it all, opens of, your, up a lot of rabbit all holes. of your actions are predestined? And you know where I, I was feel about I was literally just about to go to that talk. Yeah, you, it's you a rabbit hole. You know how I feel about this because right. I, I feel like Judas could have. Could have went either way. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like. Hmm. Well, let me answer this question from uh, Roe v. Wade is overturned. Shouldn't the fight turn to something else now? No, because Roe v. Wade <laughs> makes it harder to abort, your, abort a baby, not impossible. So we, we should still stand up for lives in the womb. But do, did you guys hear what he just said? He said that Judas could have done something different, you know. Judas could have done something different. Well, I, I would, I would, I would question <laughs> Street Hymns. Does that mean God can give false prophecy? I, I, I'm genuinely curious to know if Street Hymns believe that false prophecy. God can, God can lie. God can prophesy falsely. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible clearly states that the issue of, um. Judas was uh, to fulfill scripture. A couple places that indicate that, indicate this. Um, Acts chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. He says, in those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The companies of the person was in all about 120 and said, brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled. Notice it didn't say the script, just the scripture, um, you know, just happenly, you know, it said it had to be fulfilled. So it what God prophesies has to happen. 
It says, Brother, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas. So the scripture is concerning Judas. And he goes on to recount, uh, may his camp be, become desolate. Let there no be no one to dwell in it. So speaking about his apostleship. Um, and the apostles connected this, connected this with his death and let another take his office, right? So the apostles took this in reference to Judas. So I, I'm, I would be very curious to question street hymns on that um i mean he's indicated he don't really want to talk with me so i'm not I don't, I don't expect him to talk with me or even respond to this uh this podcast but that, that, and and don't get me wrong there's other verses as well that indicate judas was predestined um i mean even even him betraying jesus with uh, with money I mean, that's talked about. That's quote uh, a citation from Zechariah, I believe, uh, eleven twelve. Um, the betrayal of Jesus' friend, uh, you know, Judas, Psalm forty one nine. I, I mean, so so a, a lot of these texts are are quoted to demonstrate that oh, this was this wasn't what this wasn't just happen chance. Guess what? You don't have the betrayal of Judas. You don't have the crucified crucifixion of Jesus, which was predestined so not to get uh super technical in some of that stuff but i, I thought that was important to address we just had to betray jesus same with pharaoh i, you know I think that is a hundred percent yeah I, th- I, th- I believe that we so in that aspect i would say god is pro-choice he's a he's about you making choices did you hear that y'all <laughs> in that aspect but I, I guess from the issue of, well, you can either do either way. Uh, you can, uh, in the context with Judas, sin or not sin, right? I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm trying to be uh, charitable right there. You can sin or not sin. So in that case, God is poor choice. Well, that's, I, I would never even call that pro-choice, even from that standpoint, because there's a context in the definition of pro-choice, and it's generally meant the murder of uh, the, the, the the abortion, right? The baby. So even from that, I, I disagree. But God is not pro-choice because he tells you not to make that choice. He says, don't murder. Don't lie. Don't steal. What? He is not, he is not pro-choice. There is only one choice. His way. Holiness. What do you mean? If that's the case, here, here, I'm, I'm going to give him a, another sin in which I'm sure he would pick back. Well, you can make choices to be a racist, so therefore, God is a pro-racist. Now, you see how silly that sounds? And and, and everybody would object to that, well, except the racist, but uh, everyone would object to that and be like, that's stupid. God says, don't hate, right? Don't hate someone else made in the image of God. But it, all, all, all I'm showing is this isn't consistent with Christian teaching. So, so why make that argument? Well, I know why, because you're you're nuanced, right? That's the new term for uh, I'm, I'm pro-abortion. Uh, you're nuanced. Don't be nuanced on where God has spoken clearly. God has spoken clearly on His word on a subject. Don't be nuanced. 
Be definitive. Be objective. Be absolute. As I've heard my pastor say, think God's thoughts after him. That means agree with what God has said about a subject. And you proclaim that. Don't try to be craftier than God. Don't try to be wiser than God. Be an ambassador. You know what an ambassador is? One who proclaims what the king has spoken. Not changes the message. Because it doesn't fit in our culture. Be an ambassador. Like, like he is, he is completely. But that's the, and, and that's the thing. Cap how, off the first bottle. How can, how can you be a, like you're? And that 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 is the that is the most mysterious thing to me about God. How he can be completely just, yeah. and completely merciful. Well, and so like, how is it that you're able to make all the right decisions at the right time, but also on the other end, you can completely show mercy and be like just a. What does that have to do with? Is abortion? Uh, biblical is abortion moral is abortion okay what what yeah let, let me say this there's there's no question that a person can be forgiven of that sin that's not the issue that's not that's not the debate i don't know anyone who believes you can't be forgiven of an abortion that's that's not the issue the issue is is that okay you could be forgiven of any sin but hopefully, streams you would rein that person in, and if they said, "Oh, well, I can just go do anything since I can be forgiven," you'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on, D- no, 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 don't go do that." I-, I, I hope you would. I hope. By the net, and it's for me. I'm like, yo, that's that's just wild to me. Well, I think I think to that point, you we we miss that God, like God is love, right? Yeah. And we had we had this talk before, like. Uh, I'm curious who this pastor is. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, grace abuse. Absolutely, grace abuse. This is uh, antinomianism, hyper grace. And, and oh, and and brother, if you thought that was bad, watch what's about to happen next. With street hymns, kudos. Absolutely, seek seek things from above. TV, yes. Oh, that's a good point, too. Abortion is neither just or merciful. That, that's absolutely true. That's right. That's a good point. You want to speak about just and merciful? Abortion is one of the most cruelest things you can do to another human. Love is giving people the opportunity to choose. Mm. How can it be love if I take away your ability to choose? Let, let me play this back because this is a philosophical definition of love. But I'm going to respond to it and... Like, you know how I tell you guys, be, you think as well when you hear this argument. You know how I do it. Think about it. Think about it. Let's get it. We, we miss that God, like God is love, right? And we had, we had this talk before, like love is giving people the opportunity to choose. Mm. How can it be love if I take away your ability to choose? Right? So I think if, if, if we're. Love is the ability to choose. How can it be loving if I take away your ability to choose? Let's let's address that from two van, uh, vantage points, right? Let's 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 address that from an eschatological view, right? We're all in heaven. Will we have the choice to sin in heaven? Of course. Hopefully, if you know your Bible <laughs> from any standpoint, you would say, "Of course not." Well, then, from his argument, then God doesn't love us since we can't choose the sin. Okay, from another, he said, okay, well, that's just here and now. Okay, let's address it from a parental standpoint. 
you as a parent won't let your child do everything they want to choose to do, right? They may want to eat candy every night. You going to let them? Say, hey, I, I I just love my kids. I just love them so much. I let them do anything they want. I give them the choice to do anything. No. Um, they they want to cross the they want to choose to cross the street on busy highway intersection. I I I I just love my kids so much. I I I'm gonna let them choose it. I, I, love is choosing. You you can't love someone if you don't let them make the choice. That's foolish. Love restrains as well. Love guides and gives wisdom. So again, this is a philosophical definition of love that's not biblical at all. It 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 it, it is not biblical. It is it is not biblical at all. You, you guys see that. I, hopefully you can see my point about the the choice. Um Kurt says, if someone held me at gunpoint and said they the only one only way they wouldn't kill me was if I went and killed someone else, I would choose to die to save that other person. Right. What's going on, bro? Hope you're doing well. Hopefully you enjoy this one. <laughs> Continue on. Let's go. Talking. And this is why it's dangerous for believers to get so um, on one side of just this argument. So uh, let me say this. It, it's. He's saying it's dangerous to say, hey, no, abortion is murder. We shouldn't have murdered. Or, or and even the other side, which, hey, it's just, it's dangerous to get on these extre- extremes, right? That's, I'm sure he'd be okay with that language. No, it's it's dangerous not to be. It's da- How about this? Let me say this even more explicit. It's dangerous to be on the side opposite of God and what he has said and what he has spoken. It's, it's, that's, da- you want to talk about dangerous? <laughs> feel like uh mystical right now <laughs> danger <laughs> that's dangerous don't don't see that's why i said in the beginning many professed christians have adopted a humanistic uh rationalistic cultural uh ideology that's cloaked in christianese right they say things like grace they say things like love they say things like just and mercy. They don't mean what the Bible says about it. They 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 don't they don't mean what the Bible actually says. <laughs> Can't believe what the Bible says, right? I mean. Yeah. Yo, what's up with these dudes? Yeah, man. What's, what's up with this, man? Should be against murder where the child or adults. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is because a lot of times I, I see Christians in the church backing abortion as if a woman not getting abortion is her is her one way to salvation. Mm. Now, no one has ever said that. This this is silly. No one I've never met a Christian who says salvation exists through not getting abortion. <laughs> the, 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 uh, you know, the church, Protestants, uh, you know, have been very clear of how you're saved. You're saved through Jesus Christ. So. Straw man, straw man, misrepresentation. That's not what Christians have been arguing or discussing. No one's ever said this. Show me a Christian and say the way to be saved is by not doing something. By not getting an abortion. So he's misrepresenting. I I, I think it's intentional and purpose at this point. I mean... (laughs) 
And I think that's dangerous because I hear, have the baby in faith. Carry the baby to term. God can redeem this life. But we don't preach to the other side of that conversation. So now if that woman has the abortion, has the, has the faith run out? Mm. Do we, we, not- we, we do preach to the other side of abortion. We do. I, I personally have been on the streets and preached to women saying, if you have gotten abortion. Matter of fact, I, I did it in my latest video, one more at the very end. If you've gotten abortion, you can be forgiven by a holy God. <laughs> That's funny. I just thought of that. I, I've said this. I know many, uh, you know, people who are pro-life who said this. No one's making salvation rooted in this. But misrepresentation. I still believe that God can redeem even in our choice to our choice to to go against, you know, our our design because we're not designed to to, to decide when a life should and should not be taken. So he's saying, well, God can redeem it. It's almost that's very antinomian. God can redeem it. So why? Why not just let her do it? Very antinomian. Very pagan, might I add. That's not the Christian position on sin. We don't. We and guess what? This attitude would destroy a church. Hey, I mean, God can redeem adultery. <laughs> I, 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 hey, you make the choice, brother. I, I, I can't tell you. That, you no, know, God's word ain't clear enough. I mean, you see how silly that sounds when you take this position to other sins. The same argument. And you actually apply it. It's silly. But again, you want to talk. The issue of abortion has has is a dividing line right now. It is weeding out those who actually believe God's word. Or not. And what's interesting is. The church is really good with going into the prisons and preaching and, and, and teaching the murderers. But I don't see any compassion for uh, in, in this in this regard in, in abortion. I think, and, I think- like, I, and, and, and there's two sides to this. One side, I have compassion if you're if you're if you're seeking help or, or let's say you you've gotten abortion. And you say, hey, man, I, I made a terrible mistake. Man, I, 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 I got love for you. I, I've done wicked things as well. Right. I can have compassion. But to the person who has the hatred in their heart to seek an abortion, to to rejoice and champion abortion. Guys, I've stood out of abortion clinics. I've watched videos of people at abortion clinics where the mother of the baby, she's you can see she's <laughs> pregnant. She's going in there rejoicing that she's going to kill her baby. I have no compassion for that person. I have no compassion. I have no respect for a person like that. And I'm not ashamed to say that. No shame. See, see, we, we, we've gotten into this love is love Christianity and, and grace, grace. No, sometimes you need to put your foot down, biblically speaking. Because guess what? Like, again, apply this to other thing. What if, what if someone made that argument for pedophilia? Just let them go around your church and, I mean, let them serve in the ch- children's ministry because they desire it. And you'd be like, no, no. At some points, you got to use your rational thinking <laughs> and biblical thinking too. But let's go. 
I think it's politically driven. It's it, yeah, and, and and that goes back to a deeper issue. And they keep bringing that up. It's politically driven. Politically, they they didn't they, yeah. They, that's just a cop out of not addressing the real issue. Like, and we've touched on this very very lightly. How culture has basically injected itself into the church. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's just so blind he can't see. He's actually taking that position. This is a projection fallacy. He's not wrong that, yes, the culture has in in injected itself into the church. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, this is you. Well, look at here. Mr. Street Hymns, how you doing, my man? Hope all is well. But yes, I'm addressing your position and your, your co-host position on the issue of abortion and being nuanced and, and uh, as you said, more gray and not as black and white. And so I appreciate you for dropping in, actually. If you'd like to come on and have a conversation, we could do that. Yeah, it should be opposite. It should be kingdom culture driving the church, not culture driving the kingdom. Yes, because and, so, and that's what you're seeing. With, bro, the fact that Lecrae can just rap at a Democratic rally and then the SBC's like, yo, don't let him talk in church anymore. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, to be fair, it was a Democratic rally promoting abortion, which he says he doesn't agree with, but it even, 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 uh, cause I responded to Lecrae. He did a video where he had this nuanced view of an abortion too. So I, I'm not sure that's the person you want to be, <laughs> be using. Cause he's not on my side. He's probably more in agreement with you, uh, being more nuanced and stuff like that. So. Because he's for abortion. And Lecrae's like, <laughs> fam, I never. How'd you address my position and I didn't have a have my position? You actually did share your position. I'm hilarious. Well, I'm not making a joke. So I guess I appreciate that. <laughs> you, you you do have a position. You shared it. You said it was great. Your position is great. You, you, I don't know if you remember what you said. You said this is an open-ended. Yeah, yeah. H have you been watching from the beginning? Do you, I mean, do you remember what you said on the podcast? I would ask. Because I'm playing it. Everyone here has heard it. You said it's it's uh you, you're because you, because matter of fact your buddy sorry i don't know his name so i apologize he asked you what are your thoughts on abortion and you answered you were like ah at first you were like ah ah man so <laughs> you did answer you know respectfully but i don't think the issue of because you got into the issue of when when does a life begin and you, you know you you stated you don't you don't know, which I even think that's an unbiblical position. Um, even it's it's an unbiblical and it's an unscientific position because science states it begins at conception. I can I can read you some peer peer reviewed journals if you like. So, sounds for abortion. I just rapped at a, poli a politician's event. But what's crazy is he's been rapping at these at these SBC sponsored churches. My position on the overturning of Roe v. Wade is great. My position on abortion is anti. Well, Roe v. Wade deals with abortion. I, I, I don't, I don't, how you, I don't see how you're distinguishing those two events. That's like saying I'm against uh, uh, my position on the Ferguson, you know, Brown situation is gray, but my position on segregation is anti well that's that case deals with segregation so you need to rewatch homie but i love how you twist my words i haven't twisted your words i played your words i've responded to what you said 
I mean, you haven't even been here the whole time to suggest I even twisted your words. So how would you even know that? I'm I'm giving you direct quotes of what you said. So come on, bro. Like, if you're saying that the result of where you're at is on this side, yeah. Then let me hear the heart behind why you're on that side, and that's yeah. kind of why I want to do this. And I want to read this little scripture before we. I I well, let me. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's right. You God is pro-choice. That that's a direct quote of Street Hams. Now, what you were trying to say is, and I responded to this, is well. Uh, God allows you to make the choice. Therefore, he's pro-choice. Would would you say God is pro, pro, uh, pro uh, racism because he lets you make the choice? He gives you the free will. Hopefully, you wouldn't. Segregation helped the black community. Okay, well that's interesting. Is it biblical? Is segregation biblical? Well, you know what? I don't. I don't want to get on the issue of segregation. <laughs> I I want to keep it on abortion. But I was making a point. Hopefully you got my point. My issue wasn't even on segregation. It was to make a point about the laws and trying to distinguish versus what the, what the law deals with. But Street Hems, like I said, if you would like to join, I'd, I'd be more than willing to, to let you come on if you're interested. Let's see something. Uh, I'll, I'll drop the link here. Street hymns, man, if you if you're interested. Yeah, that's the better better question. What's biblical? That's I think that's fundamentally what we should be arguing. Is abo- is abortion biblical? Was Roe v. Wade biblical? I, I think that's better better question. But hey Street, if you like I said, drop the link, man, if you'd like to come on to discuss these issues. I think it'd be great. Think it'd be great. And in your point, I'm addressing, yeah, the law accomplished something and led to something else. I don't know if we're talking about Roe v. Wade now or uh, Ferguson (laughs) or Brown. Uh, Yeah, so maybe we can get more clear if you if you come on and and discuss these issues, Um, brother. I'm bro. Street hymns. Uh. How about listen to me read the scriptures? Okay, I'll listen to this because I thought this point was interesting. Start, man. Go ahead. Um, this is just from Joshua five thirteen. Dun, dun, dun. Joshua, after you know, what I'm saying, uh, this is he's at Jericho. He said, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man, oh, is an angel, was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. Hey, come on, and somebody. Joshua went to him and said, <clears throat> "Are you for us?" Mm. Or our adversaries. And he said, the angel said, no. <laughs> but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him. What does my Lord say to his servant? Here we have Joshua, who's the commander of God's people. Yeah. Knowing that he is on God's side. Yeah. Seeing Someone from the divine come before him and say, hey, whose side do you want? My side of the adversaries. And he said, no, I'm <laughs> on God's side. So, like, even the, to, 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 to take a heavy stance, just because you're on the side of and representing God. Ooh, you going somewhere now. Does not mean Uh-oh. that, okay, you about to yo, I represent God. I'm a Christian. Uh-huh. 
I know I'm right based off of this. Joshua, now mind you, Joshua had a case. He's like, yo, God appointed me with this position to lead. Be God's strong people. and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Yeah. Said it like Do four times. Do not be dismayed. Come on. Like he's, he, That's what he said. This, this was his calling given by the position given by God. First chapter. And the first thing he says is like, yo, you with us or against us? And he, he didn't, like, the, there wasn't an My answer. dog said no. He said no. <laughs> he said, I'm, he said, I'm a commander for the army of the Lord. That's what we talking about. Yeah. And that humble Joshua. Yeah. And so I think that if we humble ourselves, our Facebook wall arguments will come down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That cracked me up the first time I heard it because it, it caught me off guard. But uh, that's funny. Uh, I, I catch the, uh, the biblical, uh, <laughs> the biblical play there, but yeah, I, I think Theophilus is right. What is God's side on abortion? And what, what is, what did any of that have to do with abortion? Okay. Yes. We need to be on God's side. I agree. I, I totally agree with that, but I think that was a misapplication of this to, um, kind of avoid the issue. What does God say about abortion? Does he say about anything about abortion? Does <laughs> Uncle JC said, I'm only confused more. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um We would love you to hop on the show. It'd be a dope conversation. Are are you the are you the guest? Are you the co host, uh Caleb Berry? I I, I can't tell. It kind of I don't know if that's you, but maybe you've been on a, another podcast. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, thou shalt not murder is crystal clear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone's calling in. I don't know who this is. Mr. Street Hymns, what is going on, my man? Let me, uh, hold on, let me... Let me throw you on the screen here. Talk to him. What's up, man? So, I, I, I guess I'll start it off with a question. I appreciate you uh, for calling in. First off, uh, the issue of abortion. Do you do you believe that uh, God has a, a? I don't even like using the word opinion, right? Because God doesn't have opinions. What He says is so. Do you believe God uh, has spoken on the issue of abortion? Um, I believe that through the Bible, uh, I could conclude personally, and I believe like a lot of people conclude that abortion is morally wrong. Cool. Cool. So when, so, okay, that's good. That's good. That's helpful. So why, why, why did you say, why did you say it was gray? I didn't. You didn't? You never said abortion was gray? I said the overturning of Roe v. Wade and the issue of abortion. But how would that be gray since it deals with abortion? To take heavy stances. To take heavy stances on a topic that is layered, right? So it's one thing to say I'm pro-life, right? But also not care about the life after it's been born. So if you're going to be pro-life, be pro people right and so what i see commonly is we'll be heavy on being for people's lives 
but also not saying that all people's lives matter. So for me, it's it's a it's a nuance because yes, I am for life. I am for choice as God is for choices. And I'm not gonna sit here and limit somebody's choice. Right? Now God is for I what do not choice? like that the option, huh? God is for what choice? Any choice. Any choice? The ability for people to have will. God is pro will. Without is, without our will, we cannot like without our will, we cannot love. Without human will, we cannot love. Wait, by will by will, what do you mean? Like the ability to choose something other than what he said? The ability to choose. The ability to do other. Without will, we cannot love. Yeah, but I, there but can I'm, be no love apart from the ability to not choose it. So will we love in heaven? Yes. But can someone sin in heaven? In heaven? You mean new earth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it, when everything's done with. <laughs> okay, so... Do you get my point? Do you get my point? No, I'm not getting your point. Here's my point. I'm not, if, I'm not, if, I'm not seeing a connection. Okay, let me... Do let you me... believe that... Do you believe that God did not place... Like, do you understand that without our ability to choose our, our will... We could not love God. Well, here, here's my point. How can you love without? You here's, can't. Okay. Let me let me we explain. My... We, we would literally be forced to love. Forced love is not love. Well, here... in order to love, there has to be the ability not to choose it. Well, here's why I disagree, because in heaven, we won't have the ability to choose other than what God has said. But yet we will still love him. That's first. Second off. Um... That is our second life, though. That is our, nobody. Nobody starts off in heaven. But does the we rule make the choices on the, earth that affect the eternal? Okay, but does the rule change like in heaven? Like love now is the ability to choose other, but in heaven, God's like scratch that. No. So it has to because so we come into knowledge of Him. We we come we come into perfection. Okay, like, let, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like like we 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 join Him in perfection. Okay. But when we are not in that place now. We have the ability to choose. So, 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 with the issue of abortion, you're you're saying, if, if I if I understand you correctly, God is uh, okay. So, in this issue of abortion, He's pro-choice because of the ability to choose to do it. It's not. I'm not saying it's. Oh, what are you talking? I, I never said abortion is okay because we have the ability. To no, no, choose. no. That's not. Like, that's not. Like, that's not what I I'm said. Not, I'm not saying any sin is okay. I'm saying that. God is not going to relieve us of choice. And That's, so, okay, but he's in the not midst okay, of he, that, he's he not okay for humans having a choice. But he's not okay with that choice. Is he, you're talking about the result. I'm talking no, no, about just I'm the talk, statement. I'm talking about the act itself. God's not okay with You're talking with about this. the result. I'm you're, talking about the result. I'm talking about the act. Yes, God's not okay with sin. Yes, I, So yes, how is I, that I, choice? I yes, K-Dub. I believe that God's not okay with sin. So how is that choice though? But he's still gonna let us choose. He'll still let us choose. It's it's not a it's not a choice. God, God God's saying there's only one thing you should do. So we didn't. So we don't choose. You don't you don't choose when you sin. That's that's you you're, you're conflating what I'm saying. L listen to what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I'm, I didn't conf you're conflating what I'm saying. No, I, I'm explaining oh my, my position. This is a circle. <laughs> Here, here's wrap what it I'm, up, bro, because I'm about to get off. I'll, well, feel free. I'll keep responding. But uh, here's here's what I'm saying. I'm saying on the issue of. I think he's late. Uh, okay, so on the issue of choice, it's not. It, so okay, I'll, I'll give you a, one. I, I'm pretty sure you agree with. God hates racism, right? 
God hates sin. Yes, yeah. you could you could just say sin. Okay, but I'm being specific. We use the word sin. But I'm being specific about sin. Does God hate racism? Yes, he called out Peter. He called out uh, Jonah. Amen. Is God pro-racist? <laughs> Bro, what? So, Bro, saying, it, pro, saying you're for a choice. Like, okay. Yes, the, the, cho the choice to be a racist. The choice to be a racist. Is God pro that? You see, Oh my God! The ability okay, to choose. Okay, I, I I didn't realize this is what you meant by me saying God is for us having choices. That's that's what I mean when I say God is pro-choice. God is for us having choices. So God is so pro-choice in the issue of racism. It seems like you're 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 painting narratives based off of assumed things, not getting the context behind it. I'm right here in front of you. Nope. Ask me what I meant by what I said. Don't well, assume that, that I meant that God is for the choice of abortion. I never I, said that out of I, my mouth. I, I understand what you said. You said. Pro-choice. So why would you then go and just say the phrase in metaphorically comparing it is God for racism? Did you not just say that? Here. Did, wait, did you and not I, just say that? And I explained what did I meant by it. Did you not just say that? I said it, but I explained what I meant by it. Would you not? Is that not a comparison to we talking about abortion, fam? No. It's, you're literally, you're conflating and you're developing narratives that never existed no, in order to, let, I don't let, know. Let me explain. Make, let, me, let me explain. Make it look smarter. Let, make it what? Let me explain what I mean. You said on the issue of choice, God is pro-choice when it comes to abortion. Is that correct? I don't remember saying that. I, I could play it again. I don't know if you'd be able to hear it since on this issue. Cause, uh, but that's what you said. You, you said. you said when it comes to abortion, you can argue God is pro-choice because he allows you to make choices. So I'm <laughs> taking this issue to racism. I say, I say, when it comes to sin, God is for you making choices. Yes, when it so, comes to sin, God will allow you to make choices. Yes. So that, if if that's God what I is, said, that's what this that's what I meant. When it comes, do you disagree with the phrase? When it comes to sin, God allows you to make choices. Absolutely. That phrase absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> Why we haven't solved this one? That's it. That's it. it. That, that's that's it. what I just said. That's Next it. topic. God is pro-choice, and that's it. God is for us making choices. Wrong choices? God is not for us making wrong choices, but God allows us to make choices. Yeah, he allows us to make choices, but he's not for that. I never say he's for it. Th you just said it. I just, what did I just say? What, you, okay, you what said I just say? God is, is, is for us making choices, and you concluded yes. that sinful or righteous ones. I didn't say that. You're so not, now you're now you're now you're adding to what I just said. I never okay. said that. So when it comes to sin, when God it is, comes to sin, God, God is, allows us to make choices. You just said you agree with that. That's what no, I mean. No, no, and what no, no, I no, said. No, 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 no. Next no, no. topic. Okay, okay. When it comes to sin, God allows us to make choices. You okay, let me to that statement. Okay, let, let me let me agree. Let me ask this on the issue of Roe v. Wade. How is it layered? How is the issue of abortion layered? Abortion or Roe v. Wade. Yes. Abortion or Roe v. Wade. Yes. Abortion or Roe v. Wade. Yes. Yes. Ab okay. The yes. overturning of Roe v. Wade or abortion. Yes. I'm asking you which one. Yeah, I'm saying yes. I'm asking you. All right, bro. <laughs> You know, he doesn't want his presuppositions handled, so he hung up on me. So, 
Um, I mean, you guys heard you guys heard him. No one's misrepresenting him. Um, I get it. You, you can't you can't defend what you're arguing. Uh, Roe v. Wade deals with abortion. You can't say. Um, you can't try to distinguish them. <laughs> They're dealing with the same thing. You know, you're dealing with the same thing. And so, hey, you know, he hung up. That's fine. He doesn't owe me a conversation. Um, he doesn't have to. Uh, it is what it is. Um, Kate up, he asking you, bro, what was he saying? Why were you saying yes? Because, yes, it's the same thing. <laughs> so, someone said he's spitting double and triple entendres. <laughs> Yeah, the issue of Roe v. Wade deals with abortion. So it's a, it's a distinction without a difference. It's a distinction without a difference. It's, like I said, it, it's like someone saying, um, you know, uh, the issue of slavery, right? Or, or what, what was the law for slavery? Uh, J- Jim Crow laws versus uh, racism and trying to distinguish those two things. Um. And so, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm saying yes. Abortion, Roe v. Wade was being, de- or abortion was what Roe v. Wade is about. So, like I said, there's no manner of, of, of way you can say God is pro-choice. You, you cannot say that. <laughs> you cannot say God is pro-choice. Because, again, again, I was asking him, right? I was asking him, um, I, I and I would have I would have liked to ask him. Uh, maybe it's my fault. I should have got to it. He said that God's. Uh, he said that we that um, what do you call it? Judas could have done something different. Even though the Bible talks about prophecy, and it happened. So I I, I would be curious if Street Hymns is still here. Probably not. <laughs> uh, if he would want, if he would say that God could lie, could God uh, prophesy falsely? Um, so yeah, um, they are two different things. What is the, what is the difference between abortion and Roe v. Wade? What's the difference since they're different? What is the difference? I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah. Judas could not have done different. God prophesied that it would happen. Matter of fact, the scripture said it had to be fulfilled. Acts one Acts one sixteen, go read it. The scriptures had to be fulfilled in correlation with what Judas did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like this one. The right to bear arms or gun rights, <laughs> or the Second Amendment. <laughs> one is a court case, the other is an act. Yes, it's a court case involving the act. It's I, I don't I don't see any way around it. I don't. I don't see any other way around it. Oh, Streams, one, one since you since you are here. You said that uh, God could. Oh, sorry, not God. Uh, Judas could have done something differently. So I have a question, in um. In in correlation with that, you said that Judas could have done differently since it was prophesied. Since it was prophesied that it would happen, because does that mean that God's word could have been falsified, that or essentially? that there could be false prophecy in the Bible. Very curious on your position on that. 
Um, I do know there are some uh, Hebrew Israelites who do hold to a position that um, there can be false prophecy in the Bible. So I was just curious on yours. Answer, yeah. I, I just want to be clear. Are you saying yes to the false prophecy part that God could have false prophesied? I, I don't want to assume. Yes. Yes. Uh, hold on. If you're saying that, could you say yes, God could have uh, given false prophecy? Because I, I don't I do not want to assume. I do not want to assume. Because you may be you may be delayed. I know how sometimes YouTube works and you might be answering a, another question that I'm not currently asking. So I, I get how that works sometimes. Yeah, I would agree with my sister April right here. God's word cannot be broken. Um, but it sounded like he's saying, yes, um, there could be false prophecy in the Bible. Which I take a huge issue with. God cannot lie. Uh, so. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting conversation, huh? <laughs> Um, uh, thankful for him coming on, I guess. Um, you know, yeah, please restate the question in your answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to know, is he saying, yes, God could have false prophesied because like I said, I don't want to, it sounded like that's what he's saying. Cause he said it multiple times. I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to assume I was, I was, I was, I was accused of, uh, of uh you know misrepresenting um i don't believe i was um but yes um so yeah if if, if you guys like we can get back to the video because <laughs> uh, I, I still had like at least three more minutes i think uh of dealing with some of the things that were said uh he seemed perturbed to have his views questions yeah yeah very um i don't know how much he, he is challenged bro you know why he said yes i just want to provide clarity i don't want to assume don't want to assume um but yeah we'll, we'll we'll uh can i join real quick uh are you taking a pro-abortion side uh because right now we can get back to the video uh let's see this is a Let's see. Let's see. This is right after he got the Facebook walls part. <laughs> he did. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so. People. Yeah. Knowing that he is on God's side. Yeah. Oh, wait. That, that's what we already. Like, yo, God appointed me with. Like, yo, you with us or against us? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, if you talk to me uh, five, seven years ago, I, think you, I, I was legitimately in my earlier desire for apologetics and just like being taught and trained in Bible college, taught and trained through youth ministry. You know, you're almost taught and trained how to answer things politically. Uh, Elisha, uh, are you, are you the guest? Are you the other guest, uh, with him? 
Yeah, I see your comment. You, I mean, you don't have to spam it. I, I, I can see your comment. <laughs> Are you the guest? Are you trying to call in? If so, I'll give the guest a link to join. Um, but yeah, this isn't for everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna go in real quick and be out. <laughs> well, it depends what you gotta say now. That sounds like some, uh, you know, I'm gonna just say something crazy and and leave. <laughs> call you a name, come in real quick, call you a name, and and leave. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean. It, let me see. This is this link ain't for everybody. Okay, this link ain't for everybody. All right, that's for uh, Mr. Elisha, who is also uh, the co-host of this show. Uh, by the way, the the co-host the, the the name of the podcast is called um, Black Men Do Talk. By the way, uh, I believe that's correct. If I'm wrong, y'all, y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. All right, my man Streehams is back. Thank you for rejoining. What's going on? make this quick bro all right so could god give false prophecy hey hold on elisha uh i'll be with you in a second still got i got street hands on right now you there oh wait hold on yeah i'm here bro i'm here well hold on hold on i, I think street hold on i got you on mute real quick i think uh street muted himself Oh, there you go. So, so do you believe God could have given false prophecy? Essentially lied. So, first of all, <laughs> this is this is wild. Uh, obviously, you're not tuned into the art of pettiness. So, after a call where um, I'm legitimately asking you a very direct question, an either or question, you said yes, yes, yes. And so before you even answered your question or asked your question, I already typed yes, yes, yes. That's, that's So before your question even asked, I typed yes, yes, and, yes. And that's why I so, wanted to ask for clarity. That's why I didn't assume. You can ask people in the comment section. I didn't assume. I, I said, are you referring to this issue? You know what I'm saying? But audience, so you know what I'm saying? I just want people to know that I'm not saying God is a liar. God is there not a liar. Street God hymns is, is saying God could not falsely prophesy. That's good to hear. Now, with that being said, there's also gray area. <laughs> okay. All right. So you so oh, let, let me let me you have a nuanced position on could God p- falsely prophesy? Not at all. Not not that at all. But I think that you're not looking at this in the total light cuz you're making can God lie connect to the statement that I said in the fact that Judas made a choice. No, I, I so I, I'm actually making a uh connection between the issue that judas did was, judas hold on, hold on can i can i finish my statement we're good to go all right uh i'm connecting the issue with the fact that scripture uh prophesies judas betrayal so yes that involves his choice but it involves that choice was prophesied it, it, the matter of fact the scripture says it had to be fulfilled Correct. Did Judas make a choice? That's correct. He did, and it was prophesied. 
Our choice is forced. Uh, our choice is forced. What do you mean by that? Could he have chosen not to do it? No, because it was prophesied. That's not a choice, bro. Well, then how was it prophesied? I'm asking you. Judas made a choice. You said yes. Let me, let me, I let said, me, could he also... Yeah. Wait, yeah, if you want to change your stance, you can change your stance. No. I'm, 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 fu I'm fully, I'm fully no. open to you changing your stance. The, the same Ray, the same... Oh, yeah, I think he accidentally exited out. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring this... And I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, get you on soon, Elisha. Just uh, stand by. Uh, I know he wanted to finish this point real quick, so I appreciate you for waiting. I think you accidentally exited out. I have no out. idea. Um, but, yeah, so you, you first said Judas made a choice. So yeah. choices can be made or not made, correct? Choices can't be made or not made. Yes, I don't, I don't understand if that you question. Can, if the, so, if there's a light switch, you can choose to turn it on or off. So the if, issue... if I if I put my hand on your hand and make you turn on the light, was that your choice? If you make me, so if you'd like to rephrase it and say Judas did not make a choice, then we can continue the conversation in that light. No, but do you still? made a choice Here's, yes or no? let, let, me, let me answer it in totality in what scripture says so jesus made a choice to go freely to the cross right we agree with that yes yet it was prophesied to happen yes not his will but yours be done yeah there we go so so hold on let me let me let me let me finish my point prophes things that are prophesied are, are a negation of the choice that's what i'm arguing so I'm saying so Judas made saying a choice. Every time God's... Go ahead. So I'm asking you, are you stating that every time God said something would happen, it happened? Yeah, if he prophesies that it has to happen, it will happen. Well, let's look at the Bible. Okay. Turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel 23. Otherwise, uh, otherwise God can lie. That's what Bible study's for. So if you don't Google it yourself. Hit me on my Facebook. Like Bible real quick. Okay, so. Oh. Now, David, they told, behold, the Philistines are fighting against Wait, hold on. Where, 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 where are you at? First Samuel That's 23. Correct. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines. Save Kyla. But David's men said to him, behold, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Kyla against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord again, and the Lord answered him, Arise, go down to Kilah, for I will get the Philistines into your hand. Mm -hmm. And David and his men went to Kilah and fought with the Philistines and brought away their livestock and struck them with a great blow. So David saved the inhabitants of Kilah. So here we go. David, like, yo, fam, we finna go save Kilah? The Lord says, yeah, I got this. Go save them. They're saved. Let's keep reading. When Abathar, the son of Ahimelech, had fled to David, to Kyla. He had come down with an ephod in his hand. For those of y'all know what ephod, they use that, to, you know what I'm saying? Chop it up with God. They use that little material piece as a little, little segue to get to God, okay? Now, it was told Saul that David had come to Kyla, somebody snitching. And Saul said, God has given him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering Kyla, a besieged, a, a town where it has gates and bars. And Saul summoned all the people to go to war to go down to Kilah to besiege David and his men. David knew that Saul was plotting harm against him. 
And he said to Abathar the priest, bring the ephod here. Then David said, watch this. O Lord God of Israel, your servant has surely heard that Saul seeks to come down to Kilah. Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, please tell your servant. The Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Kilah surrender me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. Then David said to his men, who were about 600, arose, depart from Kilah. And they went wherever they could go. And when Saul was told that David had escaped Kilah, he gave up the expedition. When David remained in the strongholds of the wilderness, he's, he's basically chilling. So let me just ask you a couple questions, just logical consistency, right? Did, did the Lord say that Saul will come down and that the will Kyla surrender? In other words, will Kyla give them up to David when they get there? Those two will statements, did that happen? Uh, let's see. Are we reading further? No, that was what we just read. Did, 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 did David not say, will they come down? And the Lord said, yes, they will. And will they surrender me? And the Lord said, yes, they will. Did that, that, did that you saw that happen, right? I that see was that. a prophecy. Lord Did it happen, K Dub? What What are you referring to? Are you referring to some verses later? Did 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 Saul come down, and did Saul get that get them defeated? Did Kyla surrender them? Did Saul come down? Yes what, or no? Okay, but what verse are you referring to? Oh my gosh. This is verse 11. Will the men of Kyle... No, no, no. I, I, I get that part, but what verse are you referring to something else that it says that they didn't? I, I don't yes. understand your question. What, what verse? Then David and his men who were about 600 departed from Kyla. And David remained there and Saul gave up the expedition. How is that not a surrender? I think you muted yourself. You muted yourself, bro. I don't know if you can hear me, but you muted yourself. Or you actually exited out, maybe. <laughs> oh, there you, you go. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. here. I, okay, you're missing it, so let me break it down for you. Here's okay. what happened. Okay, so. Because it says Saul, it says he, he um, where did, where did it go? Uh, will he, Saul come down? He, he gave up the expedition. He gave up. Yes, so he never came. Saul never came. Oh, Lord God of Israel. He said, your, your servant has surely heard that Saul destroyed the cop. And uh, so Saul summoned the people. David knew he was coming. He bring ephod here. Look out, Israel. Will, it, will the men of Kyla surrender me? And then he said, look out, Israel. Please tell me, will he even come? He said, yes, he will come down. In other words, Saul is going to come and get you. And not only that, when he comes, Kyla won't help you in this fight. They're going to surrender you. They're going to give you up. What happened? David said, oh, God gave a prophecy? Thanks, Lord. Now, based off of your prophecy, I'm going to move different. So he did something. And because of his action, there was a reaction. Saul knew not to come down because it'd be a it'd be a pointless expedition because he wasn't even there. But, so, but he gave up. Kyla never surrendered them. This is a prophecy. You admit it was a prophecy. Well, I, I, ne prophecy. I, I never said that. Is it a prophecy? Did the did, 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 did Lord not prophesy what was going to happen? Uh, are you, are you speaking about verse three and four? Um, well, according to the Bible, <laughs> David 
have harm against him. Then David said, the Lord God of Israel serve said, will the man of Kyla surrender me into his hands to destroy the city? This is 11. Oh, Lord God of Israel, please tell your servant. The Lord said he will come down. Is that not a prophecy? He received prophecy from the Lord. So, so, so this is how I take. What's what are you? What? Is that not prophecy? So is this that is not. Prophecy? Hold, hold on. I, I heard yes your question. No. Well, let me elaborate on my answer. Many times in the Old Testament, you'll have verses like this where God will give a a conditional statement of of the future, right? Um, that well, it's not a prophecy. Prophecy is what something. He bro, bro. Oh, okay. What you, tell of, what you foretell of future events is that not prophecy? Let, let me ask you this: Could Jesus have done different? And this, and this is this is where it gets deep. So I don't believe Jesus would have done different. So here's the thing: When we get into this, so Jesus could to, Jesus didn't Jesus I'm, didn't love then he was a robot, according I to you. Wouldn't have done different. Not couldn't have done. I said he wouldn't have done different. Why? why I believe. Why wouldn't he have done stayed, different? I believe he would have stayed true. So and why? he did stay true. Why? Praise God. Why though? Because he loved us. But he love. Loves us. Oh, but hold on. He loves us. Love. love CC. I see you worshiping. Go ahead, keep that. He loves <laughs> the, the crimson stain on that good stuff. Keep to it. So what I'm saying is, is hold that on. right here, omniscience is not just knowing all things that happen. Omniscience is knowing all things that could happen. And so when God communicates in his omniscient mind, he's not just communicating a possibility. He can communicate all possibilities. And in the midst of him communicating all possibilities, we have still the ability to choose which way we will go. How does God know so, what will happen, though, of all those possibilities? But, but of all those possibilities, kind of like... Uh, you ever seen Marvel? Yes, I know. Yes, Doctor same Strange. Same same situation. Same situation. So God is like know. looking in, in the looking in, in the yes, future. If if if, if trying to figure out what'll happen. Somebody make that a gif. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. God knows all the possibilities. Michael Michael Heiser's done a study on this as well. I know you like Heiser. Go check well, it out. I, I'm not Heiser. I'm not a Heiser guy. I'm not a Heiser guy. Okay, I thought you said yeah. you, you know I am. I, no, I didn't. No, I, I, I said, I said, you know, I know you like them. I know oh, you studied the stuff. Okay. So he, he's done a study on this before, but yeah, it's essentially, yes, it's it's knowing all possibilities. But and so when I'm saying that Jude, like you, you said, it, but the fact Judas had a choice. Did he yes or no have a choice? Yeah, absolutely. No, no one denies that. But here's here's oh, here's here's what I'm pushing. Here's what I'm but pushing. But you can't say somebody has a choice, but he's forced to do it. I I never used the term force. Okay, so could he have chosen not to do it? No, absolutely not. That's not a choice. According to Acts one sixteen, the scriptures had to be fulfilled. That's what it says. But let me let me let me let, let me ask you because I want to ask you a question based on the Doctor Strange we'll analogy. Back and forth here. I, any, I'll, I'll give you a closing statement. Just kind of give give a direct thing because we'll just go back and forth. I got I'm going to Israel tomorrow. I got a plan trip. But yeah, go ahead. Give it. Give me something. I'll close it out and we'll go from there. All right. Well. Gonna... Well, let me let me say this. I uh, hope you have a good uh, trip to Israel. Uh, be safe. But. If if God is to use your Doctor Strange analogy, which I've seen in Marvel, right, the ending where he looks in the future, there's only one one possibility that it works. Cool cool story, right? If that's the case, you have a God who's learning future events. You you have to argue God learns. No, I don't argue that because God works outside of time. The ability of working outside of time means you see all things. But He's looking into the future, Doctor Strange. Bro, that's metaphor, fam. What I'm saying is, but the, the metaphor is biblical. The whole ability of having a time stone is is being outside of time, operating like like time is in your control. 
it's not the it's not the fact that oh i'm abiding by the laws of time you see time differently god looks at time like a piece of paper it's like yo i've seen everything it doesn't matter he's outside of it you can't be inside of something you created so no he's not subject to it you know this you're a theologian come on bro let's do better any other questions before i go that that actually but it doesn't actually answer the objection even if he's looking on the paper he's looking and learning what is happening learning yeah, that, that would be the logical conclusion of your position, Dr. Strange. No! He's learning what? possibilities. The log- okay, bro. You have a... All right, hey, bro. I, I just... I think I have a differing I'm, opinion. I'm familiar with this because I've oh, dealt with things like open theism and Molinism is what you're actually... You're kind of mixing two philosophical systems. I'm not sure if you've heard not, of open theism or Molinism. Saying, have you I heard of those? I don't even know what, is. I don't even know what uh, open theism is. I That's what even, you're promoting. Open theism I, and Molinism. I, I, I don't know what that is. I know if, if it's if it's God appearing in different modes. No, I think that no. God is Mol- God. Molinism, not modalism. Molinism. Yeah, I don't know who Molin. I don't know no Molin. I don't know Molin. I don't Molina, know who Joe. Molina, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But so, so you're trying to t- put, put me a doctrine just like your boy uh, Vocab trying to put me in a doctrine of uh, whatever it may be, the, the Zionist or whatever it may be. I don't care. It is what it is. I'm just saying what I've said is what I said. Quote me on what I said, not on what you assume. All right, I, play, I play what you said, so I appreciate it, man. All right, well, there we go. <laughs> we have a God who's uh, who's Dr. Stranging possibilities. But I got another guest on. It was the co-host of, uh, hold on, uh, give me a second, uh, Black Men Do Talk. Is, is, is that correct? You, you were on there as well, right? That, that was you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. this this is uh, Elisha, everybody. Sorry I didn't know your name before. But now I know it. It is Elijah. Man, uh, what's going on, man? What you want to talk about? Man, I just... Uh, so, sorry, sorry you had to wait so long, too. <laughs> no, nah, you're good, bro. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I just saw the reaction video. And just to be completely transparent, I'm not... This is, this is new for me. Somebody reacting to uh, things that I've said. You know, and I, I get that's a... You know, I get that's a sector of the internet now um no knock on you but you know i'm like hey let's have a conversation oh for sure hey and 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 with that bro that that's what i'd rather um Mm -hmm. and and so i'd rather have you know these these conversations uh i've tried to have conversations with people on the issue of abortion and it's uh People generally don't want to talk about it. it's kind of like uh politics or or like yeah. uh money. People don't really want to have discussions about that, but I am I'm, I'm I'm glad you uh uh came across and and I'm actually shocked that Street Hams cuz we've had past interaction me and Street Hams and um he kind of indicated he didn't w- want to have a conversation with me before. So I was actually surprised he jumped he jumped on so but mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh the floor is yours, man, to to what you want to talk about. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, I, I haven't had a chance to watch the full re, your full reaction, and I probably will at some point. Okay. Um, but I, I, when I hopped on, I heard you and Mitch going back and forth about um, this idea of choice versus um, it's it, it's it's the idea of what I what I pull from it like this idea of choice versus um the idea of like um uh what pleases god oh that that's a great way to explain it yeah yeah and i think people get hung up because we've politicized this issue so much 
And I think we have to, I'm real big on like, if you go back and watch um, some of our other videos, I'm real big on like redefining words because I think how you use a word and what it means can shape and reshape arguments that, you know, pretty, pretty pivotally. So I think for me, this is more, this is less about um, the idea that God is pleased with every choice because we know sin grieves God. We know that he removed himself from his most prized creation because of sin. So that's, that's, that's baseline. But I think there is this competing thought that says while sin does grieve God, God loves us enough to afford us the option to choose. Now, when you do make a choice, right, you are automatically foregoing something else. I think this is a very basic relational point, right? Right, right. I agree. If, if I say, hey, I want to date you, that means I can't, you know, or if I, this is the same marriage. I, hey, I want to marry you <laughs> legally, spiritually, socially. I can't just go, you know what I'm saying? Like, Unless you're a I, Mormon. Unless you're, right, right, exactly, exactly. But even like just even legally, like no, you I get, get a marriage certificate to go marry somebody else, you, you have to legally have a divorce. Correct. Okay? Correct. So, 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 what, you, so, so what you're saying is a choice actually negates the opposite, right? Like if I, um, if, if you're going to be true to that choice, right? Um, so I, I, I totally agree with that. And so when I said, hey, love in its essence is giving people the opportunity to choose, I think people hear that and they're like, oh, God's, he's saying God's poor choice. No, I'm, I'm not saying it in the mindset of the politicized, you know, the political realm of being pro-choice. I'm saying, hey, when you look at very basic biblical principles before the before Jesus we had we didn't have a lot of liberties in terms of our interaction with the Lord. Okay, if you go look at Leviticus and you look at how and how, and all the different things they had to go through in order not to just interact but to be right with God, like just to be right with God, all the different offerings, the way they had to do Le- things. Le- even, Elisha, can I can I ask you a question based on um, yeah, go ahead. the the issue of choice, right? Because that yeah. seems to be like a big hang up. Um, yeah. And, and, and let me say this. That was pretty much the only thing I responded with you in the video. Uh, uh-huh. A lot of it was more so directed with uh, street hams. But but nevertheless, I, I did address that and I, I'll give you an answer. So I, I'll answer by asking you a question and then providing uh, further elaboration. Okay. Um, do you have kids? I do not. Do not have kids? Me neither. So, but I just wanted okay. to. Um, but if you had kids, right, would uh-huh. you allow them to make any choice they wanted? So, for example, they say, hey, dad, I want cooking candy, cake cake and candy every night. I don't want no meat. I don't want no chicken nuggets, no green beans. Cake, cake, cake every night. Do you love me? Yeah. 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 So so here's the thing. Right. I think. And that's a that's a great question because I, I see where you're going. Or at least I think I do. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. I think the wisdom of a parent is understanding. And I think this is why, again, words are important. Right. It, it, the Bible instructs us to train up a child in the way that they should go. Right. right, right I right. play sports. I don't know if you play sports yep. or even if you, you, yeah. So if you play sports, bro, like training happens repetitively. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where training has to be put into practice in a game time situation. Right. Sure. And so I think that analogy is more so geared towards 
what is what am I teaching my child as a parent? And at some point, if I've raised a functional, uh, 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 healthy child, they'll understand that cookies and cake isn't a suitable diet, right? There is a point where the Lord prunes us, right? The Lord walks with us when we first come into faith. There are certain things that we have to get ingrained in us, right? Let, let me, like, let me, and, and, okay. and, I, and I agree with a lot with what you're just saying, but would you, would you, <laughs> would you say as a parent, would you put the cake and candy on one, on one plate and the steak and potatoes on another and say, Hey, I'm allow you to make the choice. Or would you say, you know what? I'm not giving you this choice. You're going right. to eat this. Okay. Okay, cool. So watch this. I, I, that's a, again, that's a great analogy. I'll say this. I'll say being in the house means that you're protected from the, from the, from the ability to make certain choices. So if you grew up like I did, there may be some times where the, where, where, where mom and dad's like, Hey, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> like special occasions, birthdays, like if it's a long weekend, right. but like nine times out of 10, what happens? They prescribe you a diet because they understand what you need more than what you think you need. Cause I see what feels good. I see what tastes good, but they understand what nourishes me. So while I do agree, I would say, being in the house close to mom and dad actually means that for the most part, they're going to make sure I am nourished and given what I actually need. Now, watch this. I still snuck and ate fruit snacks in the middle of the night. <laughs> I still snuck and got ice cream in the cup. You can ask my little brother. I got in trouble right. for it a lot. That doesn't mean that mom and dad didn't um, give me certain levels of protection while they were still training me up. That just means while there is still protection and the removal of some choices, you still have the ability to get what you want at times. So, so here's, here's why I don't like the issue of choice when it comes to the discussion we're having. Right. Um, I, I, I because God never, he never actually uh, permitted that, that choice. So you made a choice. You, so uh -huh. okay. you made a choice, you made a decision, but God did not actually say, Hey, choose one of these. And I'm, you know, he he because because remember we remember you said when you make when when, uh, when God gives a law I'm sure you would say hey when God says hey don't lie what God is also saying is tell the truth yeah right right yeah so yeah so it, so positive commands also have a negative uh about it as well and vice versa right okay so so my issue is when God says do not murder God uh -huh. is saying I love life right. Right. So the opposite of, of, of death, right, is murder uh, or sorry, the opposite of uh, uh, murder or death is life. And so on the issue of abortion, that's why I say it's not it's to it doesn't it, it doesn't seem helpful to, to cloak this in um, pro-choice language. Right. To say God is pro-choice. And, do, and do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I get you. And, and, and that's why I I I heard what you were saying earlier. But that's why I was saying we got to we got to re as a church, we have to redefine some terms. Right. Because. I, I and for the sake of argument, I, I won't say God is pro-choice. I don't think I have said it, but if I have, I won't say anymore. What I'm telling you is this to enter into salvation. You have to choose it. I, I would you, go further. Uh, OK, because so I'm not I'm not sure how uh, I don't know your background. Right. This is our first right, time sure. talking. 
So I, I hold to the belief, yes, you do choose it, but God also has predestiny. Y'all kind of got into it a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. The predestined yeah. stuff. So I would argue um, that God, pre God has to predestine you in order for you to make that choice. Um, okay. Because otherwise, if God just left us on our own, he, we would, I would argue, biblically speaking, we would just continue our sin and to choose to re rebel against God. That I believe that is the biblical position there. Um, okay. So yeah, that's where I would argue with the issue of a uh, choice. Okay. So you, you, you are more, you more lean to the side of predestination. Absolutely. Okay. For sure. Absolutely. So, so, okay. So even in that though, to afford you that ability, there still had to be the opportunity given, right? What do you mean? What do you mean opportunity? Does, so like for you clear. to enter in salvation, regardless of whether you believe predestination versus free will, the sacrifice still had to be made. Oh, absolutely. No one's saved yeah. without the cross. No, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So even in that, and I and and I know you this is something you want to align with, but what I even even biblically like I and this is more of a I could back it up if we went just super deep, but even when we look at the conversation between Jesus when he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he goes to the cross, and he asks, like, hey, take this cup from me right i i see even in that he's saying like hey if there's a different way for this to happen right not if there's a different way for you to get what you want and me to get what i want but if there's a different way for your will to be done show me right but i think we see jesus opting into the will of god and all that it entails so i think there is room for and you know again i'm not trying to attack I'm not trying right. to make this a you, predestination versus yeah. free will conversation, but I think regardless of what you say or where you land, there is a certain level of desire that God has for us to opt in to his will. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And that, and, and that is based on the intimacy afforded to us when we choose something, right? It's, 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 uh, it's kind of like, you know, I was talking to one of my homies about like just how a certain girl was talking talking to him when he was asking her on a date, and her literal one of her responses was to the effect of like he asked her, "Hey, do you want to go on a, a second date?" And she was like, "I mean, yeah, I think that would be cool." Like, <laughs> it's like, let, let, you, let me, are let you sure? Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me it's say like, this. But it's, let me but say it's like. Let me ahead, say this. Ahead, yeah, ahead, let me say because the issue, like this, was a small issue I I had. Let, let's yeah, say, yeah. let's say, okay, man, we just don't agree here. Okay, that that that's fine. That's in the issue, in the main scheme of everything. Like this section of the the choice and predestination was was a small issue I had with some of the things Street Hands was saying. I was having issues as well as him saying things like the issue of uh, abortion, or he wanted to say uh, the issue of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, is an issue of gray. Even though you did ask, you asked him, he, he's saying he didn't say that, but you did ask him what was his thoughts on abortion. Um, and he said it was more gray. Um, he, now, when he came on, he said, well, he was talking about Roe v. Wade. Okay, fine. You're talking about Roe v. Wade mm -hmm. the, or the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which deals with the issue of abortion. I don't believe that's actually a, a, a plausible Christian position one could hold to. Say, say you don't believe what is a plausible Christian position to have to have an or to be it, to be gray about the overturning of 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 Roe v. Wade. Cool. Why do you why do you believe that? Because the issue of Roe v. Wade deals with abortion. 
which uh-huh. abortion is the termination, or if I use more biblical language, it is it's it's the murder of a of a of a of a, of a life of a of a right. of a, a child made in the image of God. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he 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 started saying, well, he doesn't know when life begins. Well, biblically we do, scientifically we do. I even read a a peer reviewed journal, not from Christians but from scientists, who I'm quite sure would laugh at me for believing in a Christian God, saying life begins at conception from a Princeton article. You know, okay. I can read it again, too, if we if we need to. But um, th- there's no debate on the issue of when life begins. Only uh-huh. to me, it's only the people who and I, I'm not saying this about you. I'm not even saying this about street hymns. Uh-huh. Many people who've used the argument about, um, you know, we don't know when the life begins when it comes to the to the fetus. They use that as an argument to why they can kill the baby. You know, kind of similar, uh-huh. kind of similar to slavery, right? They argue that blacks were not fully human, therefore we can enslave you. Yeah, right. And so, I I, I don't know what could uh, could uh, conclude or bring someone to the position that what's in the in the womb isn't actually life or human. Right. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And so okay. that was a large portion of what I had trouble with as well. So let me let me let me start with the easy part. Okay. None of me and I can confidently say this because I've known Mitch since 2011. Okay. I've known Caleb since 2014, and what you see on the show is what we do in real life, what we've been doing for all of our friendship. Mm-hmm. So I can confidently say none of us agree with abortion. Okay. No, none of us. The point of that conversation was not to address what is. basic, you know what I'm saying? Like very basic for, I think a lot of believers, what we, what, what the frustration is from people that kind of sit where I sit. Um, and the point of the conversation was we have turned an issue that is severely nuanced into something that is black and white. And it is not nuanced because the, the act of abortion is questionable, whether it's right or wrong, it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like it's wrong. But I think again, because we've allowed Amer- the the uh, the Western political system to ingrain itself into church culture and redefine and shape our own political views, even to you kind of alluded to uh, alluded to when we when I first got on, where you were like, people are afraid to have certain conversations. As believers, it's ridiculous to think that you shouldn't have these conversations as a body because we're we we are supposed to be in something, not of it. So I should have a biblical worldview on every single issue that plagues people because God has called me to minister to those people. How can I minister and serve somebody if I don't know what, what, what plagues them? You feel me? So the conversation was less about is abortion wrong, which you never heard. You you know, I was there. You can you can go back and listen. You no. never heard anybody say you never heard any of us say that we didn't we thought abortion was right, okay? We were, we are, are, at least my main point, my main premise was when we get into the conversation of right and wrong on this topic, we miss out on people. Okay. Yeah. We're called to build that. We're called to build the kingdom of God. There is no kingdom without people. Okay. And so what I've saw, what I've seen, and again, this is the issue, the issue base level is, is not a question. But the variable is 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 American culture, okay? American culture has has twisted the church to God hates fags. That's a lot of people think that's the church's stance on homosexuality. Some people in the church would agree with that. 
Um, a lot I would of argue. People, I would argue God hates all sinners. But we don't see picket signs outside of bars. No, I, 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 I didn't say yeah. anything about because I don't agree with that. But yeah, I would argue. Yeah. I would even go further. Not just yeah, the homosexual. God, God hates the liar as well. Yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is because of American culture, that is what we act. That is what uh, um, it has been accentuated. The church that that is what has been accentuated. Sure. Let, as let me the let me let me church. respond to something you said because uh, okay because I, I made this like I said I know you didn't watch all of it and that's not your fault. But yeah. I'm I'm not coming from this issue as a as a politician or political. Not no, I don't a, think you are. And, and, and I'm not even I'm not accu- I'm not even accusing you of saying that. Uh, just just offering clarity. Um, I believe the issue of abortion is not political but moral. Because um, guess what? I don't think Republicans go far enough. That's why I'm not a Republican. Mm. I, I don't care. Six weeks? No, I I say the moment the 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 the, the uh, fetus it, it, or the, the it's a fetus it has life. You should not be able to kill it, you know, regardless of how many weeks. Um, and that's why I also can say I don't believe this issue is actually nuanced. Um, to me, it seems very, very clear. And we can get in, we can get into some of the issues if, if you know, the, the issues you think that are more nuanced. Um, but I also and I also agree with helping the women. I believe in helping, you know, and, and being loving and compassionate. But I don't have compassion for someone who who. And, and I've done abortion ministry, by the way. I, I, I don't have compassion for someone who, who, you know, they're pregnant. You can see literally the baby, like, formation of the, you know, their belly. A, mm-hmm. a mother going inside a Planned Parenthood yelling, I can't wait to murder this baby, which happens a lot more than people think. I would tell people, okay. hey, if they don't know the depravity of man, go do abortion ministry, you know. And so... Yeah, that's that's what man. I don't. I do not believe this is um, this is nuanced. You know, from my perspective, biblically speaking. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, and and that was kind of my point of early when I was like, "There's no kingdom without people." That includes that baby at whatever point you want to consider his life. That also can sit. That also includes the mother, right? For sure. And so, um, I think uh, I think it was Tony Evans, and I'm a. I, I don't. I don't remember everything he said in the post, but he put out something along the lines of where he was basically saying like, we have to be whole, whole life or something like that. And this, and was, I, and uh, I agree. this was his response recently with the overturning, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, For I, sure. I, I saw and, something and, to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just saw the whole life thing. And so here's my thing, right? We, we cannot divorce the sin from the sinner. What do you right? mean by that? So like, Jesus dealt with the woman at the well. She dealt with her need and she, and he dealt with her sin. So in other words, he understood because he's God, because he, he was who he, he is, who he is. Ooh, he is who he is. He understood not just the sin and why it was wrong, but he understood, like you said, the depravity and what led her to the sin. Right. And so what we do from our limited to, from our limited perspective is we only deal with the sin and why it's wrong. Here's the thing, bro. The, a lot of women, uh, and we can just uh, we can just extrapolate this just from 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 abortion, and we could go to sexual immorality. We can go to anything, you know, drug abuse, all that kind of stuff. I won't say all, but I will say a, a decent portion of people who struggle with some form of sin understand the depravity and the issue in the action. Okay, but there is something deeper that 
and abortion we're, 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 we're choosing to ignore. The fetus has rights. The fetus has and needs to be spoken up for. But here's the thing, man. Like, I personally have friends who have been sexually assault, sexually assaulted. And I know that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm Mitch is our, our, our stats guy, so I can't give you stats. So I'm not even going to try to position this as like, oh, most, most abortions are vastly people who have been raped or sexually yeah, assaulted. They're, they're like less than 2%. I've, I've heard that. So, yeah. but even still, right. Like this idea that we have to only deal with the sin and not the sinner is only half of evangelism. It's only half of ministry. For sure. And so my, my issue with the overturning of Roe v. Wade is not that the, is not the fact that, you know, it has nothing, it has very little to do with abortion. Um, it has more to do with the language written in some of these bills and what kind of precedent it is kind of, it is starting to set up. So for example, and, and this is just some articles I've read, like, for example, I've seen to where like now it's a possibility that if the birth is affecting the life of the mother, the doctor legally cannot abort the baby. That's not true. That's not true. I, I, I know that for a fact. That's not true. That's, that's what the, what? Uh, well, let me say this. That's what the talking point from the other side have, have they, they've thrown that out. Say, well, now if the mother's health, that's nowhere in the bill. That's nowhere in the bill. Matter of fact, because uh, what you're talking about is ectopic pregnancies. My wife had one, so I know about it. So, so yeah, so so you, what I'm saying is, like, I've I've seen quoted state representative and senators now saying, like, hey, we need to push for this as well. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, and I'm not even saying it's law. I'm not saying it's law. I'm not saying it's law. I'm saying this is what it's setting up. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not saying it's been written into law. I'm saying now they're going to start pushing for more. So, and so, yeah, because because I I can see I can see so I can see that from two perspectives, right? Like like the uh-huh. mother's health is at risk, like. Like she's going to die if she produces this baby, like atopic pregnancies, like you'll hemorrhage out, you'll die, you'll bleed to death um, yeah. versus what some people consider a health issue versus like the woman will be depressed if she has this baby. No, that, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm literally talking about if it threatens the life of okay. the mother. So I, le- legitimate, yeah. legitimate, Legit, like, you would, like, okay. Yeah. And, and I don't know how I would get this to you, but like, I can, I can, I can send you the quoted article that I, that I okay. read. I, I can give okay. you my email uh, here in a second, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and so like, and that, and obviously like, that's just one part. Right. Right. But what my, my biggest point on the show was this, I'm not a proponent of my truth, your truth. I don't believe in that. Like there is truth is, is singular. It doesn't change. It's unwavering. Okay. That's good. But in my, so I, I work nonprofit. I work in a lot of income challenged neighborhoods that kind of thing and what i've learned is while there is a singular truth reality and experience will warp your mind and and tell you that what like they tell you that what is truth is not real yeah okay i agree and so (laughs) and so like there are some people who cannot fathom right who cannot fathom going outside of the five block radius of the neighborhood they grew up in it's it's ridiculous. I took I took some kids um, up to the north side of uh, to the north side of Dallas a couple weeks ago, and they were just shocked. They were like, "Wow, like, what is this?" Like, they were like, "Literally, Coach Trey, are we in another state?" I'm like, "No, we're 25 minutes up the interstate, bro." Like, but it's like when you when you are so held into a reality, truth actually does become subjective to a point. No, now I want to be clear. I, no, I understand what you're saying. I, yeah, I, and, and, and I so. Understand. 
And so what I'm saying, and I'm saying that point to say this, we cannot, and it's a tough play. It's a tough plane to be in, but that's why God has called us to do it. And that's why you have to walk with God to truly understand this, this burden. But we have the burden of meeting people in their reality and not sacrificing truth. Okay. And so in this issue of abortion, I'm, I'm hundred percent with it. Like, no, like killing that fetus, killing that baby. I'm, I would, I've never encouraged anybody to do it. But what I also, as somebody who has volunteered at the Dallas area rape crisis center before, I've also seen and put myself in uncomfortable situations where it's like, I have to understand what gets somebody to that doorstep, whether it's, I don't want the baby and I don't want to deal with the responsibility. All right, let's have a real conversation. Like you laid down, you did what you had to do, but like, let's find you resources. I'm not just going to tell you, you got to deal with it. I'm going to walk with you and try to help you deal with it. But at the same time, time, there are people who are like, (laughs) Hey, like I am completely and utterly paralyzed at the thought of being a mother. Not saying it's an excuse, but to get people out of their reality, you first got to go. You got to go get them. You got to go. I, I know people. I know people who feel like that, and they want kids. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So, so so yeah. I I get I get that, and I can be comp- compassionate. Let, let me say this because, uh, and I'm not saying you're doing it, but I think like there's been a narrative for like with pro life people, like such as myself, who's been like, well, you only care about the baby. And let me say, I, I think that has been, um, a, it's a myth. It is a total myth. I know pro-life people who've given their resources to, uh, to literally pay for a woman to like, to not give her abortion up. They, they pay for all her me- medical stuff. They, 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 they see, they, they, uh, purchased like an apartment or some, some, some housing. Yeah. Um, I personally have been, so me, I told, I think I said this, uh, me and my wife, we want to adopt. People have given us resources. Uh, we've given resources to to help help mothers, so I th- I I want I want to help like dispel some of the notions, especially from like CNN and the media. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, to where oh they only care about birth, they only they're only pro birth, and that, that was like said on the the podcast as well. So I I I I guarantee, and, and here's how confident I am: I know for a fact if. I'll say, okay, let me say, let me never speak so uh, absolute. I was about to say, I, I believe you when you say there are people out there, but I know people who I, are. The I put like opposite. this. I, I, I believe if put like this, whether it's every person, obviously some people don't want to help, no matter whose side, right? But right. I know for a fact, if someone posted saying they needed help, it would happen. Now, who would yeah. do it? I don't know, but I, yeah. I, I know I'd be willing. You know, put it like this. I I had a cousin who she she was about to have um she was about to have twins and she was going to abort the babies, and I yeah. said no way, no way. I didn't even have a job at the time, <laughs> but I'm like, you're not aborting that baby. Like we'll take it, you know. And it came to a point where if we needed to, we would have purchased an apartment for about six months to a year, so that she would be okay and get on her feet, get a job, and all this. I say that I say that to say, um, you know, w- one issue you brought up about experience, uh, kind of it can kind of distort our realities, and I and I agree with that, but that's why we can't base our our truth on experience, you know, right? You know, because experience ain't a healthy indicator <laughs> of yeah. uh, of truth, right? We we see yeah. things and we're like a week later we're like, oh, I was 
I didn't know this about that. That's why I can't rely on that. You know, and so, man, and that's and that's and that's that's beautiful. Like, hear me when I say like, I wish people would. I wish as a church, as a body, we were known for that type of stance on abortion. But the re- in, in America, but the reality is we're not. That's that's the reality. We're, I, we're, we're not. I think I think it is the reality, but I don't think it's the truth. It it's it's because wait, okay, say that again. So I think it is the reality, right? Like people do perceive, I think most people who are like, let's, let's take this outside of me and you. I think uh-huh. people who are pro-choice generally, genuinely think that pro-life people don't do anything. They just want the baby to live. And that's kind of like their baby, right? In a metaphorical okay. speaking way. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I think pro-choice people really think that pro-life people don't do anything else. Like they're not setting up clinics. They're not... They not having pregnancy centers. They not uh, providing resources for the women, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I think, and that's the tough part about aligning, which is why again, I, I don't aligning yourself on the pro life, pro choice. You're not just aligning yourself with pro pro lifers in the body. You're aligning yourself with pro lifers in the world. And that's fine. We we because we can have a joint cause if we're fighting for the same thing. Right, right. Just but, like, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying. But is, don't get. I'll, I'll tell them, don't get it twisted. Like, just because you're pro-life and conservative, don't mean you're Christian for sure. Right, right. I, I so, know. So, I, we're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so what, what? What I'm saying is like your point of like a lot of pro-lifers think how you think about the topic. Like that's not the reality either. Um, I go, I go, I live in Dallas, and there's a there's a church here that's pretty large in downtown. And I can tell you some things that I've heard coming out of that church around this topic and other things that are like, not okay. And so I, and, but hear me, I hear your heart and I, and I'm like, and again, that's why I'm like, I really wish the, the body of Christ was known, right. They will know you by your what love. Like I wish we were known for that type of stance. Right. And I, and I even, I, I acknowledge like there are churches out there doing great work and not just ones that, you know, align, as liberal or conservative, but just what churches period that are out there doing great work. But what I'm saying is like the work of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes um, gives you the best ability to serve and love somebody. Let, let, let me, let me say this uh, real quick. Yep. And, and, and I'm all, man, let me, I'm all for service, man. If, if someone has a need, man, and if I'm able to do it, I'm there. And I, and I know, obviously I can't speak for every Christian or person that shares my opinion. But yeah. I can only speak for people I know. Man, I know literally hundreds of people who share my heart in that. But I, I do think that we have um, culturally as Christians, self-proclaimed Christians, a lot of us uh, have come to this conclusion, right? We're we're like a lot of people want to help, right? Help, 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 right? Like uh, view, view themselves like helping in some historical, like uh, important time period, right? And like. Help, help, help. So so this is like a controversy from like years ago where it was like the social, what's called the social gospel. I'm not for, know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. So social mm-hmm. gospel, right, says, hey, let's just help people and they'll get right. Right. <laughs> let's help people yeah. out. Let's provide their needs and people will do better. I think that's an error of many people. And, yeah. And I, bro, I grew up with kind of like that mentality. It, it was done for me. Like, hey. Nobody ever addressed my error. Nobody ever addressed my sin. <laughs> yeah. You know, family members knew I was in open 
rebellion, sin, living contrary to the Bible, I never got addressed with it. Never. Mm. Right? But they provide me, you know, if I needed gas money, hey, they help me out. If I needed food, help me out. I think that's culturally what Christians have done today. Right? You can get a lot of people to do abortion ministry. Or sorry, uh, like food pantries, a homeless shelter. You talked, I think on the podcast, someone even talking about like doing jail ministry. Like people are real eager to do like that stuff because it's it's not as hard. It's not as hard as telling someone you're living contrary to God. It's because guess what? People are naturally not confrontational. I'm not naturally confrontational. Uh So it's easier, I think, to just serve people and say, hey, man, God bless you. I'll pray, you know, and I'll pray for you rather than I think we should do both. Like, hey, I'm going to give you the sandwich and you in sin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't think it's a matter of just providing people's needs and then they'll get right. I I would argue they actually need to be they have the have their sin exposed and and have, have the gospel presented to them before. Like, who cares if you go to who cares if you go to hell with the uh with the uh with, with your belly full at the end of the day? Like, you need to know the gospel. Now, I'm not saying ignore your needs, but one is primary over the other. You get what I'm saying? Like I do, I do. I, I'm trying to figure out if, if I, if I. Mm, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I think it's again. I think it's the approach, right? Sure. Um, I think again. I think one of my favorite ones is the woman at the well because he does address her sin, but he also addresses a practical need, right? And I think even, and I think even again, like when we see Jesus doing miracles, like. He addresses physical and and spiritual needs. Like oh, oh, and, and, he and, does both. Oh, and absolutely. So, and, That's what I'm arguing and, for. Yeah, and so but I'm I, saying one is more primary. The primary is the spiritual need. At the end of the day, at the at the end of the day, the one primary, is one is more primary. One is more primary. That doesn't mean the other. We just kick the other out because the one is primary, right? Like like hey. Uh, you know, hey, at the end of the day, you, you understand this just from a life perspective. There are some things in your life primary. You got to eat. You got to yep. drink water. Yep. <laughs> uh, you, you have to have shelter. That's primary. So if you were to lose like your job or lose your income, you have to have you would you would hold, you would try to keep that as long as you possibly could. You probably would get rid of your car before you got rid of your house or right. or or uh, got, got rid of like food or water. Right. Yeah. Or you get rid of your phone before you got rid of those other things, right? So that's right. that's not to say your car and your phone aren't important. Yeah. They just are secondary to your primary needs. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's what I'm saying in in relation to to this conversation. And so I would even argue how you I would even argue it's privileged for you to see what is primary of the two. It's privileged. If you're evangelizing, it's actually a privilege to understand Hey, your body physically does need food or you do physically need to have this bill paid. But what you also need is to understand why sin in the long run and in, in, in the grand scheme of eternity will not benefit you. Right. But that you, is you got to flip that. <laughs> huh? You said what you said? What? I, I would argue you got to flip that. Right. right. And, and so what I'm saying is your perspective of seeing the primary versus the secondary is a privilege of your position. 
your I, position being somebody in Christ. And so what I'm saying is when you're going to somebody okay. who is in, in sin, enthralled in their depravity, is completely walking in the ways of Satan, they don't understand, the, the, the as you would put it, the primary and the secondary. They just see a physical need. And Absolutely. so I think, and I think the message. But you know of, why? Do you know why they don't? What? Do you know why they don't? They're insane. They don't have salvation. They're blind. Yeah. They're blind. Yeah, they're blind. And so, and so, so, and, so we got to give the message to that'll, that God can use to open their eyes. Right. But what, but so what I'm saying is I think Jesus shows us meeting a physical need in the effort of getting them to understanding their spiritual need. Um, I think there's, there's fruit and weight in that. Now here's the, here, here's the, here's the dope thing about uh, this addressing sin conversation. How I address sin with somebody who is who is who is not saved versus how I address sin with my brother or my sister, vastly different. <laughs> vastly different. They get they still get grace. Grace is grace is there regardless, but you're gonna get a little more stick right. because you know better. <laughs> you're gonna get a little more stick and a little less carrot. Or I may give you the carrot and then hit you over the head with the stick real hard, but it's like I can't like I I love that you said blind. I I can't tell you what you don't see if you can't see like it's it's completely different like me describing to you a picture and you seeing it and so i think again like when we see these miracles being met me are being done and it's like okay go forth and sin no more you know pick up your cross and follow me all these things come after he has done something physically and so i think while you're right we can't lean to one side of an argument we also have to recognize the wisdom and the approach in the unchurched, in the people who are not saved, right? This is strictly a conversation of people who are not saved, right? Not, again, not your brother, not your sister. You definitely got to come at them a little, a little, a little more heavy, but it's like, again, bringing it back to the conversation of abortion or just sin in general, like somebody who doesn't understand primary, as you put it, secondary, as you put it, they like, I, I can't go to them with that first. I have to find a need. And, and in some way enable them to see, okay, this need has been met. Now let's really focus. You uh, know let, what I'm let, let me ask you this. What if they Go have, no, what if they have no needs? Ooh, find me somebody who don't have a need on this. The earth. rich young ruler. Did he, he not have a need? Hold he on, wait, said there's he not, not have a, he said did there's he not, not have a need or did he, he just not recognize? He it? said, there's not one thing I lacked. But he did have, but he did have Jesus. He, hey, that's what I'm saying. So, hey, so that, that's, that's my uh, point. That, no, 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 that's my blind. point. He was, he was blind, bro. Like he, he, he did was literally blind. Jesus actually exposed mm-hmm. his knee. Yeah, his yeah. knee was, and you said it right there. His knee was Jesus. Yeah, and that's everybody's knee. Right, right. Everybody needs Jesus. Uh huh. And, 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 and you know, some and, and again, some people's needs are more obvious. Right, you 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 drive by a homeless man or a homeless person. It's hot. It's summer. I'm gonna give him a bottle of water. That's you know it's obvious. But like there may be some some more people who come off super successful, super super well off that their needs may be a little deeper. And so to to evangelize to get them to Christ, it may take a little more massaging. And so yes, the rich young ruler thought he didn't need anything. He was wrong. And so the question is how like also the question is. How do I get them to see their need for Jesus, right? Let me not, answer that. Go ahead. Go ahead. My answer, how do we get them to see? 
uh-huh. the gospel. Right, 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 right. The gospel right. alone. Alone, yes. So yes. I, I would have a different, we would have a different kind of, this has kind of been a, a debate in Christian circles too. Like how, how, how do we evangelize? Like, do we, uh-huh. do we like, uh, you know, become their friend first, get the right and the privilege to then share the truth? Or do we, Hey, just share the truth. Just kind of like we see like the apostles and Jesus doing, you know, yeah. uh, I take a more approach of, uh, so let me say this. It's not, it's not wrong to, uh, to be like, come friends with someone and share the gospel. But if we want to say what is more biblical, I mean, Jesus would just stand out in the open and preach to 5,000 people. He, he didn't have a personal relationship with all of them, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, so, so do the apostles. I mean, they're, they're, they're preaching to thousands of people who they have no relationship, haven't, haven't, haven't um, done anything for them, but they presented uh-huh. truth. I, I don't know if you remember the story in Acts where there's a poor man uh, that he's like pretty much uh, begging money for, uh, um, for Peter and he's like tugging on him and Peter, Peter, he, Peter must, he asked for money. Like, Hey man, I need some money. And Peter tells him, Hey man, I, I don't got it. But what I do got, I give to you, which he was obviously talking about Jesus. Yeah. And so I think we can put a burden on people to, well, before you present spiritual truth, you should like find some need to fulfill in them. Cause guess what? What if I don't even have the need to give? What if I'm the person who needs but I got Jesus and I can give that. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, go ahead. it's, it's, it's again, I, I think that going back to the, the topic of nuance and black and white, right. I think the day, the danger that we do now is we try to skip straight to the end result and we miss like the journey of it. Right. And so I think we look for what's the right way to share the gospel. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is the right way? Like you could look at all the different apostles, all the different disciples. They all had their own way of doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Paul had his way. Timothy had his way. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all known for something. And so like, but, but I feel like we get lazy and we try to find Lord, just give me the right answer. And I think the more applicable truth to the question is not Lord. What is the right way? But Lord, like, let me do it. Let me do it. Whatever way I do it, I don't want to do it apart from you. And so, like, God has gifted you in ways that he hasn't gifted me. Right, and God's absolutely. gifted me in ways that he hasn't gifted you. And so to say, like, this is the right way to do it, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. But I would say that, like, hey, I can look at Jesus' example and go about it in a way, obviously through prayer, through supplication, through petitioning the Spirit and saying and asking the Lord how, how I should do this. But I can look at it and digest it in a way that you may not look at and digest it. But truth is still there. And I think that's the beautiful part of 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 God and, and how he has um, designed us all and connected us all is that I can do something completely different from you and we both still get the same result. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a right way, but I do know there are some biblical truths that like I'm not going to sacrifice. Right. I'm not going to sacrifice truth. Like the, the, the bare bones of it is Jesus died. He came, he lived, he dies. He, he was risen by the power of God and he's coming back for his people. Absolutely. For you to be one of his people, you have to accept the gift of salvation. Once you accept the gift of salvation, you then don't work to keep it. You are all, it's already kept, but there are things you are responsible for doing. Second Corinthians five ten. we are 
called to be ministers of reconciliation first back to God through Christ and the world back to God through us. Right. And so we're also called to go forth and make disciples, right? I'm also called to hold to the teaching of God. So there, there are things that we don't sacrifice in the different approaches. God being God, he's so, I'm going to use the word liberal and how he allows us to go about it, but he still says, hey, you can go about it differently, but the truth, it should not be sacrificed. So I think there are basic things you do when you evangelize the people. You don't just go up and 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 say God hates sin. Don't stand outside. Don't stand outside. Like I actually had an experience like that. Where hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I I do that. Interesting. But, yeah. <laughs> so you do what? You do what? I do open air preaching on the streets. Okay. How so, do you do it? So I, let me say this first because I don't want you to. Cause I had this first negative connotation with street preachers because I was always thinking of the guys who had the signs. I don't do all the signs. I, I, I don't really even preach at someone. I'm just preaching to like an audience really. Uh, and if someone comes up and engages, then we'll have a conversation like this. Uh, obviously I won't be yelling at them. Well, yeah. but you know, I mean the, the, the Bible is filled with open air preaching. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's, that was more, that's, that was more how teachings were done back then. And and I would say, hey, it's 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 okay in this culture as well. Because uh-huh. I've had amazing conversations from going out and just standing on my little my little pulpit, my little stool, um, and and proclaiming the name of Jesus. I mean the Bible tells us to go into all the world preaching the gospel to 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 all men, right? And so right. I, I'm okay with anyone doing that in whatever way God has gifted them. You know, hey, if you know, mm-hmm. they, they could they could be an artist painting and then next thing you know it leads into a gospel conversation right but right often what i've seen people do is well you're preaching like the bible says that's not okay in this culture that's kind of my experience i've seen from from people who profess christ okay um but but let's let, 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 let's 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 swing this back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, we went <laughs> no, that hey, and and I'm cool, man. I I, I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate your uh, your your willingness and, and and just your cordiality, man. Just uh, talking with me, man. You just been very uh, respectful, and I feel like we have a we've had a fruitful conversation about, sure. about all this. So I, I I man, I I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, man. I don't I don't know where you're based. I I, I don't want to take up too much time in your life. I'm in the uh, I'm in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, the Dallas area. Uh, yeah, I, I I figured you guys were in there because uh, sh- I mean Street like lives what Dallas area I I, I think yeah. last time I knew him or yeah you yeah. should definitely I I don't know if you saw it earlier I was in there like come on the show come on the show because oh I, okay. I didn't see that nah yeah yeah I, I, I will be willing man I will be and we can talk about other stuff it, it don't matter man uh, I saw that you guys uh, I, and I I want to listen to it but uh you know. Y'all talked about uh, defunding the police, I think, or something related to policing. Yeah, yeah, we had. Uh, uh, I want to. I, I want to yeah. listen to that episode, so I'll, I'll give that a listen because that's yeah. my occupation, and so uh, you're a cop. Yeah. Dope. Oh, uh, where are you? And, who are you with? If you don't mind. Saying. Uh, well, I, I won't share that publicly, just because man, okay. you got you got people, man, that'll <laughs> I, I contact them, man, and so. Understood. Uh, understood. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I, I I I like talking about the Bible, man, and. I mean, that's what my show is uh, predicated on, uh, teaching people the Bible, teaching people how to respond to things that are unbiblical, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. And so, um, yeah, man, that's what I like doing, man. So 
we we can definitely uh link up and do something yeah yeah for sure man i i appreciate you having me on and, and like i said this idea of choice i think me personally the way i view the gospel i think it's foundational for for believers to understand the 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 doctrine of choice because we have to like it's we have to choose and all of what encompasses that choice is what we have to accept. And so slave to sin, slave to righteousness, like you got to choose one of them. Let me, let me ask you a question that I asked Street. Uh, yeah. I was actually shocked by his answer because it seemed to go against what he was saying earlier. But this issue of choice being fundamental to the issue of love kind of was like the premise that's huge for you, it seems. Yeah. Um, could Jesus have done something otherwise? Like, could Jesus have sinned? Could or or could Jesus have not gone to the cross? Said, "Ah, I don't feel like it. These guys I, are wicked. I'm I'm going back to heaven." I think. I think from if I remember what Street said, he said uh, he could have, but he he wouldn't have something like that, right? Yeah, something like that. I th- and I and I think I align with that. Like I think. I I I think it would be far beyond us to say that God who created everything couldn't find a different way no right? so 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 i'm so eternity passed I'm, I'm talking about like while he was on the earth yeah no and that's what i'm saying but like as he was on the earth he was still god and man so i i, I think he could have found a different way if he wanted to but i think he wanted to display love in a certain way like i think it was very intentional even the conversation in the garden i think it was very intentional how he displayed probably the greatest act, the greatest physical act of love is him being broken, him being beaten, bruised, and murdered for something he did not do. Who can say that is nothing but a choice? So uh, here, here's why I, I, so here's why I don't, obviously it was a choice. Here's why I don't think he could have chose otherwise. Why is that? Because one, the scripture said it had to be fulfilled. Jesus dying on the cross, it had to. Like, uh-huh. there was no other. So if Jesus would, if Jesus could have gone and done something different, well, uh-huh. then you could have God made God a liar, which I don't think is even a possibility. And I, and I would assume you wouldn't either. Um, yeah. You would have God being a liar. You would Ultimately, you would have Jesus sinning, you know, which is not a possibility either, uh, I would argue. Uh, and so the could would have distinction I don't, it's, it's almost like a distinction without a difference. Like, uh, because if he could, then that means he, he, Jesus could sin, which I don't think the Bible teaches. I, I believe the Bible teaches that he can't sin. And so, um, so, so, and, and, and I based, so to, to get to my main point, if Jesus could not have sin and he, he, uh, the issue of choice is, is rooted in our view of Jesus then I don't think the issue of God just letting us do whatever we want is actually rooted in um, in love. And that's why I brought the issue up of, of heaven. Well, okay, let's say you say, okay, well, in heaven we won't sin. I, that's not deniable, right? There'll be no more sin, <laughs> no more sin. Yet we still, yeah, but, but, yes, you still but, will love God. Right, but who gets to heaven? His people. Just, huh? His people. His people who have chosen him. Yeah, but but like, the, but the issue I'm that, the issue I'm getting at is this. Oh, let's. Okay, I grant I grant you. Yes, they they chose him. Let, let but 
that's why I think the issue of uh, this definition of uh, love is more philosophical than biblically rooted. Because okay. because if the issue of, well, I, I have to be able to do both, either righteousness or sin, right? Okay. If I have to have the ability to do both of those, then we can't love in heaven. Because That's, there's, o- think, there's only one I thing think, you can do in heaven, be righteous. Right. And I think that those who get to, those who are will be on in heaven, on new earth, with the Lord for eternity, are people who have repeatedly chosen the Lord, regardless of sin or lack thereof. Let, so let so, me ask but, this. But I think... Okay. Could, could you sin in heaven? I don't think so. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be eaten all over again. So so you can't sin in heaven. So you don't have even the choice, the option to sin. I think, I think that is, I think how I. That's a good question. I'm not gonna say that is kind of besides the point, but I think the point of choice. And the point, the the ability to operate in heaven as we would, as we would now, I think those those kind of realms are going to be vastly different. Would you agree? Uh, n- not necessarily, because that, that's why that's think, that's why I don't believe the issue of choice is 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 necessary to the issue of love. Okay, so let me so not not where can say, you not, not necessarily? I believe. Okay, where can you point? Where can you point biblically to that? Well, I would argue that one has to point biblically to that to that definition of, of love because it's 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 me responding to a philosophical. Co- I believe it love love is sacrificial. Okay, love love love. love I mean, right? We have the First Corinthians uh, thirteen chapter. Yeah. Notice, notice it then say love, uh, is the ability to do righteousness or sin in that passage. Okay. You know, so All right. I, so so let me ask you this: yeah. Would you say love is as it's described biblically is action? Uh yeah 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 that's one way yes yes one way or or the way yeah it's one way it's not the only thing I mean love okay is, no, lo- no, no, love no, is... no 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 yeah I, I'm saying how it's described biblically I'm not boxing it into only action yeah but how it is vastly portrayed biblically would you not say it's connected to action uh right action as well I would even qualify that right action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Uh, in action, right? It's just I'm, I'm not I'm not saying just any action, but yeah, it's yeah. connected to an action. Okay, right. so it, it's connected to verbs, action, things you do, right? So even if we want to go back to, uh, because I I know people like to get on the whole, you know, New Testament versus Old Testament. If even if we go back to probably one of my favorite passages, Second uh, Chron- Chronicles chapter seven, right? This is where Solomon builds the temple. And we know how beautiful and vast and extravagant the temple is, right? And he's like, Lord, I did this for you. Uh, this is where I want you to be at. You know, this is where I want you to dwell. And God's response to Solomon is essentially, if the people who are called by my name call out to me and turn, he's telling me they turn from their sin, right? He's just saying, I'll be there with you, right? But if you don't, I'm going to shut up everything. I'm going to take it all away. Even Jesus describes love like, what greater love does anybody have than to lay down their life for a friend? Okay. Like even when Paul describes it, right. Bearing in love, it's connected to action. Like, and, and, and I, and I really not, try, I'm not trying to mince or twist words, but like 
you have to choose to do something. Like it's like that's just basic. Like yeah. I have to choose. I have to choose to lay down my life. I have to choose to turn from my sin and call out to God. I have to choose to bear and look like that is crazy. I have to bear in love in the, in, in, in the recognition of unity and oneness. Like I have to choose these things. And so, yeah, like choice is connected very heavily to the word love in the Bible. Even John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave it's, connected to action all throughout scripture and so like to say love isn't a choice or it's philosophical i think no would... I, I, here no i'm saying the ability to do other than is is a uh, definition rooted in uh, phil, uh philosoph philosophical definition so okay. lo love is a choice but i don't see where love is rooted in well i'll let you do other than because i love it's Cause, cause ultimately, so how would you know? How would you know someone's choosing if you take away their ability to choose? Because the issue is choosing the right thing. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we know what the right thing is, but if God, like, then we would just be robots. Then we would just be people without any, you know, any sort of emotional compass. No, I, like, I, 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 I don't. What, I don't think so because of, of a couple of biblical reasons. The angels okay. aren't called robots. They can't sin. Jesus can't sin. The Father can't sin. The Spirit can't sin. They aren't robots. We won't sin in heaven. We aren't robots. And Did so, Jesus have to choose? Like, God doesn't have to choose himself. What do you mean by that? Like, so when we're talking about this, this is predicated. I'm assuming you're referencing to what I said in the show. And that was predicated on people's ability to choose between God and sin, essentially, right? Yeah. So, like, or, you're, you're, or, or righteousness. God, righteousness. Like, God doesn't. Yeah, God doesn't have to choose himself. He always like chooses himself. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there is no choice. God is going to be who he is. So how how Jesus can God... Jesus was going to be... Jesus was going to be who he was. Yeah, so so even with that, you said there is no choice, meaning there's only one choice, Him, you know, him. So with that being said, how can God love if he can only do one thing and not the other? What, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and maybe I'm not saying it clearly, but what I'm saying is, God afforded us the ability to choose between him and sin. That's a loving act. That's a result of the fall, not a result of creation. No, 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 no. Or not a result okay. of, 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 of right. love, love. It's a result right. of the fall. The, the fall a, is the reason why we choose evil. No. Okay. So are you, so then are you now saying that like what we have now in terms of salvation was the same between the fall and Jesus? What do you like? Where people say so what I'm, the so what Old I'm Testament? Saying, okay, so, so let me say this. So I'm let me let me back it up. Jesus' sacrifice gave us a very clear choice for everybody. Everybody. I don't I don't know what you mean by that. So well, okay, so the fall happened, right? Mm -hmm. And we know for a while it was God's chosen people. It's always been God's chosen people. I would argue. Well, the, the children of Israel was okay. his specific okay. people, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So then that's how we get the distinction Jews and Gentiles, right? Gentiles being everybody that's not a Jew. So then when I, so then when we get to this, the ministry of Jesus, it was a lot of things. But one of the main things that it was, was now this ability to not just choose God, not just have the ability to to distinguish. Do I want to go this way? Do I want to go that way? But the actual ability to, for myself, personally interact with the Father, okay? That 
is a direct result from the sacrifice of God, sacrifice of Jesus. Okay. So now what I'm saying is the ability to choose here is afforded to us completely, right? Completely in the sense of our, 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 our by, by result of the sacrifice and the death of, and the ministry of, of, of Jesus. So now this idea, when you brought up, okay, so God doesn't choose, God doesn't need no, no, to no. choose. No, God, God chooses, but he only, his, God only makes righteous choices. Right. And that's, and that's what I'm getting at. So there was never a distinction between should God sin, should God not sin. God is love. God is the perfect, God is the embodiment of all things, perfect, holy, righteous. So he doesn't have to choose between that. But so then the question becomes, what did God choose? It was us. It was us like through all, like from, from the point to sin that sin entered the world from the point to, to now, God has always chosen us in everything he did. We can trace that through the laws of Leviticus and how he's still giving us the ability to interact with him in a way, even though it was very, very intricate and detailed. We can see that that even in the disobedience and the unfaithfulness of Israel, he still chose to allow certain people into, into his ministry to get to his people. And so to wrap up the point, my, my whole point is this. There is choice in love. We see God choosing us and in him choosing us because he loves us so much. He now says, hey, go and follow my, 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 my example of choosing me by choosing me. But he loves us so much that he still gives us the ability to say, hey, like, I don't want to do that. And so that was to me from where I, from where I sit, that was a significant uh, result of Jesus's ministry and death was that now people wholeheartedly have the ability to to commune with God on a personal level. They don't, I don't need to go to a priest. I don't need to go do a sacrifice. I can atone for my sins through prayer, right? I can, I can go and talk to God on my own through prayer. I can spend time with the Lord, you know, in my own personal quiet time, reading the scripture, all that kind of stuff. Also, I now have the ability and full awareness of what it means to walk personally with the Lord. And so I do understand choices, right? I do understand that I have to choose between sin and right and sin and righteousness, there's not this, there is no choice. And it's, there isn't like this disconnection between choice and love because what you choose ultimately is going to tell me what you love and what you want. Yeah. So, so, but, but the, maybe, maybe we were speaking, speaking, or maybe I'm not explaining it well, because uh -huh. that's, that's why I say, so if Jesus exemplifies us, the he, if he exemplifies the true man, obviously he's God as well. He's fully God, fully man. If Jesus exemplifies what it is to be human, then and we understand that Jesus could not sin, but then we turn around and say, well, love is rooted in the option to sin or to do wrong. Then we have to logically conclude that Jesus himself was had he, he was a robot or he didn't love or you know what I'm saying? So, OK, so you're saying you said a few things. So you said Jesus yeah. was the essence of, of, of a true, man, true, true human. Right. He's fully God and he was fully human. This is what theologians have called the hypostatic union, that Jesus uh -huh. is 100 percent God and he's 100 percent man. OK. 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 So. Uh -huh. And so then you said that if he couldn't sin, that makes him a robot. That's what I thought you were arguing. No, no. So I was arguing that there is love and there is choice. The love is the choosing, but the choice in what either party here is choosing between is different, right? Yeah, so because the, the option to choose 
pretty much God in his love, God in his love for us chose us. Like Romans was a five, eight while we were still in sin. Right. God demonstrated his love for us. Die for us. Right. His choice in love was us. Okay. Our option to choose is granted to us by his love. So it's not the option to choose sin. It's just basically what I'm saying is the option to choose the ability to choose because before that, there was there was I mean choose like sin or righteousness like yeah yeah you know, so, master of one or two so master I, of one or two so so that's that's where I'm like I, I don't think that's love I I don't, I don't the option to choose sin or righteousness or I don't think those I don't think God died for that I don't think Jesus died died on the cross so that you can either choose sin or righteousness He died for sin so that you would choose righteousness alone. He has a, desi- a desire, but in that desire, you also, he's not, he's not, would you, would you agree he's not forcing hands? It depends what you mean by that. Like, like he's not like the, 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 him dying was not also him equally saying you have to choose me. Well, so I would put it like his death actually, um, enacted his, his, his choosing of his people. So may- maybe I'll explain my position. Cause I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what's, uh, historically called Calvinism or reformed theology. I hold to that before God created anything, he had already chosen whom he desired to save, right? Predestination. Yeah. Predestination. And, and so God already chose beforehand whom he wanted to save. And the cross is actually the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, Jesus, right. Satisfying God's wrath and um, actuating what he came to do. I don't, I, so in, in other words, I don't believe Jesus came to actually uh, make salvation potential, but he actually accomplished it. And the question goes, who did he accomplish it for? I believe his people, because the argument goes, well, if Jesus died for everybody, then why isn't everybody saved? Well, some people say, well, because of, they, they don't believe. Well, did he die for every, everybody's sins? Did he die for unbelief? Well, then why do they go to hell? You know, and, and so this is a this is a long argument between like different uh, camps and stuff that I've had thousands of times, man. Uh, yeah. The, 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 this the, even the issue of choice and love, I've had this argument hundreds of thousands of times. So this this is very familiar with me. Not not saying you're not equipped to have the discussion as well. Like I said, yeah, I for sure. I don't I don't know what you've what you know and what you've done as well. So uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And like I said, bro, I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, if you just, I don't know how you would get it to me, but just get, give me your email. Maybe we can connect later. Uh, let me, uh, I can give it to you right now. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Uh, me... Or, or it's on, it should be on the, if you want to oh, get you know, it. It's, it's, it's in your, it's in your body. It's in, your, it's in my description. Like any video description, it should be like at the very bottom or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Okay. K dub true at Gmail. There you go. All right, bro. I appreciate it. Elijah, man, the the honor was mine, man, having you on and dialoguing with me. Yes, sir. You have a good night, man. All right. You too, man. God bless. Yes, sir. Same to you. Sorry about that, y'all. We got into some some rabbit trails, man. But, hey, who knew that this discussion would lead to a conversation with Street Hems himself? I uh, was sorely disappointed in uh, his his uh, theological positions. God is apparently um, Doctor Strange, but he doesn't see how that means God's learning because he's outside of time. Okay, well he's still outside of time, look learning about future possibilities. 
Anyways, some kind of mix of open theism, Molinism kind of going on there, which he's not familiar about the historic, uh, you know, arguments on those things. So anyways, uh, glad y'all, you know what? Here, here's the thing. Couple things. If you didn't know, I dropped the music video. <laughs> I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did. I dropped the video. It is called Womb Ward. It is on the subject of abortion. If you haven't checked it out, go to my channel. Check it out. Give it a like. Share it out. Appreciate you for those who, uh, you know, who support it, who who listen to the song, who's who giving feedback, and uh, and, and most importantly who's standing on the issue of abortion and choosing life. And so I definitely appreciate it. Tomorrow, guys, tomorrow, <laughs> the Trump card. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be having a discussion on the issue of abortion with an atheist. He's actually a former black Hebrew Israelite who hit me up. He's, he saw my, he's, I showed you guys this post in the beginning, right? David reminded there's no such thing as a pro-choice Christian. He saw that post commenting and was like, man, we should have a discussion on this. I said, hey, bro, let's do it. And so he agreed. We're going to be having the conversation. It's going to be very cordial, just like uh, tonight's discussion as well. We're going to be having a conversation on the issue of abortion and pro-life and pro-choice, right? Like, which is better, I guess, or we'll, we'll, we'll crack down those things. Uh, Street Him claims to be Hebrew. Yeah, he claims to be a descendant of... Uh, the Israelites. And so, yeah, uh, I did a video on that. If y'all want to check it out uh, <laughs> about time, man, you know, personally, how long I've been trying to get someone on the show to argue this, 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 uh, this position. I mean, months, months ago, before this stuff got caught back up and Roe v. Wade overturned, um, I was trying to get somebody on this, uh, on this, uh, show, this channel, to discuss the issue and finally we have someone willing to do it and so tomorrow again 2 p.m central time central standard time you know i'm from texas and everything that goes around central time that's why they call it central <laughs> and so uh yeah we'll be having that discussion so hey make sure you actually man just right now pull up another tab click your set reminder like that video already just be ready man and we're gonna have a fruitful discussion on this issue so uh, yeah, man, I'm thankful, man. Uh, tonight's discussion was inter inter entertaining, and so uh, appreciate you guys for coming in. Thank you guys. You guys know how we do it. Till the next time. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, y'all. Till the next time. Grace and peace.